everyone, today is Tuesday, the 19th of April, 2016, and this is The Gap, episode 317. I'm Luke Laurie, Joe Gilroy's here. Hello. And uh, fresh off the plane, Nathan Lawrence is also here with us. Fresh-ish, last 48 hours, kind of, yes. Hello. How's everyone thanks, going? Thanks for correcting him. It's all right. That's how I'm going. I'm in a correcting mood. <laughs> all about Good. facts, right? Fantastic. Yeah, I'm a fact check all of this. Perfect. Live. <laughs> yes, as it happens. I'm afraid you're saying uh, that word, but spelled wrong. Yep, I'm reading the subtitles too. <laughs> no homonyms on my watch. Yeah, you're a homonym. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, you know what I found out on the weekend? What? Uh, Job's not very good at bowling. Fuck off. I beat you twice. <laughs> That's what I like about this. That's well, how rich this is. <laughs> we started off, right? You know how you go to bowling and you just have to get whatever house ball it is. And you just sort of... And it's, it'd be like... Uh, it'd be like having to wear, like, someone else's shoes and socks when playing, like, a running sport, like soccer or something. And you're like... Well, I, I mean, these are functional and they're the correct size, so it's not the worst thing in the world, but, I mean, it would be nice to not have to be wearing someone else's socks, right? That's what bowling at a bowling alley is like when you don't have a ball or a fucking your own shoes or anything, because you just fucking, oh, yeah, let's see if I have the world's fattest thumbs. It's because I give the world's best thumbs ups. <laughs> well, that was going in a different direction. <laughs> thumbs up your mum's butt. <laughs> uh, the world's and, best. Uh, so I need a bowling ball that has a large thumb hole, but <laughs> you can't find such a thing except for people like they make balls for people who have giant hands. Like if they make balls for like fucking basketball players, right? And so they're spread all the way out. And so like I can barely get my thumb to my fucking pinky <laughs> between the two fucking points, but that's the only one that'll fit my thumb. So I pick it up and I'll fucking deal with it. And obviously I start out pretty bad. Like the first three frames, I think I got seven pins down total. Wasn't going well. But then Luke found me a ball with an appropriately sized thumb hole. And uh, I instantly beat him. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't instantly beat <laughs> Uh, it was, yeah, it was always like, it was inevitable. You could tell from that point on that my victory was assured. Yeah. You were much better at bowling than I expected, Luke. I think I got lucky. <laughs> You're not supposed to say he, that. You're supposed to own it. He bowled a turkey. No, I didn't. I bowled, what's, what's more, what's fought straight? I don't know. Like, we couldn't figure it out. I called it a roast because. A roast? Yeah. Uh, turkey, turkey plus a bit more. Um, yeah, I got five strikes. Did you get five in a row? No, I didn't get five in a row. Oh, but I, five total. I got five total um, and like two spares or something. I'm not sure. Packs. According Some- to the Urban Dictionary, it's called a four-bagger <laughs> or a ham bone. All right. Well, we're calling him ham bone from now on. Definitely. Because four-bagger is terrible. Yeah. Um, but while we were there, we, we saw uh, Crossy Road as yeah. well, which they've got like in an arcade cabinet. Yeah. Um, but you can't actually, you, what you do is you slap a button and it makes your little character move forward. Um, yep. but you can't move left and right. No, you can only move forward and it moves left and right for you. Yeah. And, uh, that's kind of, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. Not a fan of it. Garbage. 
yeah, total garbage. But it was huge and it looked very cool and you can win tickets out of it. We won so many tickets. It's Is that just like Frogger? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it, they could have put two more buttons on there, right? Right. There was plenty of room for two more buttons. Yeah. Ridiculous. D-bags. D-bags. It was crazy. Uh, worst arcade port of all time, I think. <laughs> In my, my opinion. Okay. Um, yeah. So there you go. One game down. 8,000 to go. <laughs> uh, cool. Should we just move into some games then? Let's just talk about some video games. Doom. Doom, Doom, Doom. Do it. Let's talk about Doom last. All right. <laughs> leave, leave the worst to last. Is that the plan? That's the, that's the, that's the plan, yeah. <laughs> okay. Does that mean we start off with the best one then? Okay. Uh, Battle Ball? <laughs> Dark Souls 3? You fucking nuts. Battle Ball. <laughs> Go on. Uh, tell us Dark Souls 3? Dark Souls, yeah. I've been playing a lot more of it. Uh, it's my go-to game at the moment. I've started over twice now. I started over once so that I could invade the shit out of people mm-hmm. um, and sort of hovered around the level range that I figured would be appropriate for the area within which I wanted to invade the shit out of people. Uh, been making, you know, stupid videos where I invade people and uh, coming up with goofy ways to kill people and stuff like that. Uh, not all invasions. Some regular PvP where they summon me. Um, I'd say like, uh, you get a lot of gang squads, but that doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't seem to matter to me anyway, cause I'm fucking good. Um, it must, I, I think it must be really demoralizing for people who come up against me. They put together a gang squad and they think they're going to go well, they're going to get some easy kills and then I roll in and fucking murder them. But, uh... That's exactly what's happening. Uh, I came up w- against one gang squad as a um, as a watchdog of Farron. So there are the way invasions work in Dark Souls Three, Nate, is that you've got these covenants, and these covenants are basically like your in-game clan, and you invade to sort of further your uh, goals within that covenant. Right. So- so you've got a bunch of different covenants. You've got, uh, they, they're assorted by color. So you've got blue, the blue covenant, the way of the blue and the uh, blue sentinels. So if you've, if you join the way of the blue covenant and you get invaded, then the blue sentinels get dragged into your world to protect you. Yeah. They're basically police. Yeah. They're, they're the police and they're colored blue and they roll around and they. <laughs> Fuck people up. It's good times. I've been, I was doing some blue sentineling, uh, got dragged into, you know, the, where the ladder is, um, that you can't oh, into, yeah, yeah. into the lake, the, the lake ladder, the, the lake that, ladder, the rope bridge ladder, uh, the rope yes. bridge that snaps before. Yep. Big skelly. Um, yeah, I got dragged into, I, I got dragged across as a blue sentinel there and uh, they'd already snapped the ladder, and uh, the invaders were trying to work out how the fuck to get across. And there were three of them. There were three. No, there were two people across the other side, mm-hmm. and there was me. And I think that's the max. I think the max players in a game is six. So we had everyone possible, which was pretty cool. Um, they were trying to work out how to get across. Uh, I come up behind them, stabby, stabby, uh, kicked one off the side of the fucking wall. Down he goes, off to his death. 
stab the other one in the back. Uh, they summon the the good guys, quote unquote, summoned another player. Uh, not that they needed the help, but uh, yeah, they summoned another player, and then they got invaded again. Uh, and I killed him as well. And yeah. just I feel like I've got so much more purpose. When I'm a blue bro, when I'm a sun bro, sorry, I, I forgot to continue telling. There's more covenants. There's the yellow guys, the sun bros, and they are tasked with helping the summoner get through boss battles or levels. Are they really called sun bros? No, nah, it's just the nickname. Yeah, uh, they're, right. they're the they're the nickname. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're all called, like, the Blue Sentinels are called Blue Bros, and there's Sun Bros, and there's Wolf Bros, and everything's just a bro. I don't know why. Uh, I don't make these things up. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, Sun Bros, and then there's uh, Rosari's Fingers. Um, they are invaders. Their main goal is to invade and kill uh, the host. And that's what they're all about. And uh, you can do that by invading, or you can put down a red sign and get dragged into their world. And usually, if you put down a red sign, you don't come up against gang squads. It's less likely that you'll come up against a gang squad if you get dragged in, although some dickheads still do it. Um, there's the Mound Makers, Purple Bros. Uh, and they their task is to either kill the uh, people summoned or to kill the host and they can also affect the game world so they can attack enemies in the game world they can't go into the boss area but they can still kill a lot of enemies which is pretty cool um, so they're they're a bit weird uh, they, they they help but they also they're like at the end of the day they're supposed to kill the host so you're not supposed to really trust them. Uh, I like I like hanging out with them. They're good fun. And yeah, uh, there's one I'm forgetting, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, there's one in the uh, the Ithril Valley um, that basically oh, there's two in like protectors, protector covenants that drag you across. There's the Watchdogs of Farron, and they drag you into the swamp area to kill the host as they try to go through the area. So it's basically like you're, you're playing through the game, but anyone in the covenant of the watchdogs of, of Farron will get dragged into your world to stop you from going and killing the boss. And that's their covenant gold uh, goal. And so, yeah, that's, that's like, they're sort of incentivized to, to kill you. But I usually, when I'm playing as them, I'm not too gung ho about it. I try to make sure shit's fair. Cause uh, they can get like the the host can get piled on pretty fucking quick. Uh, lots and lots of fucking watchdogs will just come in and just fucking chase them, and they can also suffer like other invaders as well, which is pretty fucking rough on them. Um, and the other one is in the Ithril Valley, and it's the same same idea. But uh, yeah, so I've been invading as basically all of the covenants, doing my best. I fought against Jung. Got fucking owned. He has the craziest build, uh, a bleed build, where you are copping stacks of bleed in fucking seconds flat, uh, which, I mean, he had like 40 levels on me as well. 40? 20, 20 levels on me. Um, he must have been like on the cusp 
of the range between where we could uh, actually summon one another. Um, yeah, he ruined me. He had plus 10 weapons. I only had plus five. Uh, it didn't matter. Like, no excuses. He His build is fucking crazy. It's very good. Um, so that's, that's interesting. But, uh, yeah, I'm currently... I made a third run through so that I could make a build specifically to kill Jung. <laughs> it's right. going to happen. I'm going to kill him. I know how as well. I've, I've fucking worked it out. He's not like... He only gets build bleed on me if he actually fucking hits me. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. So you're going to make a rolling build? All of my builds are rolling builds. Mm. Uh, I don't... I don't even have a shield equipped. And I haven't had a shield equipped for ages now. Um, yeah, I just sort of fucking roll all day, motherfuckers. Was it you the one that did the video of the the build where you roll around and just stab them with your armor? Was that you? That was me, spiking yeah. motherfuckers. Hilarious. You get this armor, Nate, that has spikes fall over it, and it does, like, very little damage, but you can roll into them, and you can do that damage. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I was I was killing people like that for a bit, just to fuck with them. Uh, why not? Just I saw that video. Me. It was very you. Is that because it had sick music? Does that make it very me? No, it's because you're a giant troll. Ah, that's true. Um, yeah, no, that was pretty good. I like that. And, uh, yeah, I haven't really thought of anything else goofy. Mostly I'm just doing fashion souls at the moment while I uh, build up my third character. I had to start over... Because uh, to get the carving that says very good, you've got these things. The only way to communicate with other players in the game is to use these carvings. One of them says, hello. Another one says, uh, thank you. And then there's, I'm sorry. And if you are, if you beat someone, you stand there and you throw the, I'm sorry. And then you use the clapping gesture. So that as they die, what happens is it sort of pans onto your character the character that killed them and you, there's you clapping and you've just said, I'm sorry. It's, it's pretty disgusting. Um, and, uh, <laughs> there's another one where very good. And what you want to do with that one is anytime, like you sort of, if you break their, uh, shield, if you stagger their shield, uh, or stam lock them so that you, if you hit them and they just block the whole time, uh, Eventually, their their stamina runs out and they get staggered, and you can really fucking hurt them. But if you already know that you're going to win, instead you just throw out the very good thing. You go very good, and that that is just like they know how fucked they are. And then usually they they start to run away. They try to run away, but you don't let them. Just good, good times. But uh, I didn't have the very good carving, and to get it, I needed uh, a thing that you get as your starting gift in the game. And so I had to get the starting gift. So I'd start uh, all over. Pretty sure I've got that. I've got all of them. How did you get very good? Is it... Because we talked about this before. It was like Divine Blessing or something. Yeah. Like that, right? Yeah. I where found the fuck somewhere. do you find one? I don't know where I found it, but I had one. Well, I gave up. Because you only get like... It, it's just something stupid. Like it heals all your HP or something like that. I'm like, I don't really need that. Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. Um, so you're supposed to kind of use it for that stone. Uh, yep. Yeah, and that's what I used it for. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd start over again anyway because I let the fucking sorcerer guy die. So, 
Is um, that a bad thing? The, there's a guy who sells his sorceries, and if you go far enough into the game, he dies, and he won't sell your sor- sorceries anymore. But you can do something to keep him alive, but I forgot to do it. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I want to buy some sorceries. I want to buy a chameleon, actually. I want to buy a chameleon. Chameleon's a spell that turns you into an object from the game world. Yep. Uh, you, you can also use these uh, young white branches. And I've, I've been using them, but it's very boring. Uh, I use them when I get invaded and I just sort of stand in a corner as a statue. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, they'll run past and they'll run past again and I won't do anything. I'll sort of just read on my phone um, <laughs> while they run, run around. Do you get anything and they leave? No. Like, is that counted <laughs> as a win? Okay. No, it's just it's just literally being a dick for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still, uh, Chameleon, I think if I had Chameleon and I wasn't restricted to the five or so young white branches I can regularly find, uh, I'd be able to really fuck with some, I'd like do it when I invaded and just slowly follow people throughout levels mm. until Hacha Chop. Yeah. Yep. Cool. That's, that sounds like fun. <laughs> New patch came out today. Yeah. You know, the usual fucking balancing stuff. Yeah. Or shit that doesn't really explain anything, but yeah. Yeah. We've made changes to this weapon. Yeah. They don't have <laughs> decent patch notes. Yeah. That sucks. No, they, they never have either. They, what, cause they're in a bit of a tough, spot because the game relies so heavily on not giving players information and so they give you enough information to tell you where to look yeah but not enough information to actually tell you what happened yeah like they'll they'll say in there they fixed like a a glitch between like next to some bonfire in this specific area. Like they'll say stuff like that, but when it's a balance change, they'll just be like, we've changed the way this works, but not tell you how they changed it. Yeah. It sucks. It's because of the way the game works. Like before, like when they give too much information, people are able to use it to reverse sort of engineer the stats on everything and how everything in the game works. And so they don't want to give players the ability to do that without like full blown fucking tearing it apart like on their own free time. So yeah, but yeah, it kind of sucks. It sucks for patch related shit. I hope because I believe one of the things they patched was uh, the Farron Dark Sword. I hope that they made it fucking do significantly reduce damage when the user is out of focus. Because otherwise, like people just spam it. They get that the, the Farron Dark, uh, oh, sorry, Farron Ultra Greatsword or Farron Greatsword, one or the other. Um, pe- what people do is it's got this. Uh, they've all got these sword arts. So when you hold L trigger uh, and you press R two or R one, um, you'll do like a, a special move type thing based on your sword art, um, and. Yeah, what happens with the Farron Greatsword or Farron Flash Sword, whichever one it is, is uh, they all strike out and then they'll sort of swing around and do like a massive dance. And what happens is losers will just get it and do that over and over and over again. And it's supposed to cost focus points, but 
it doesn't actually do any like it doesn't cost them any like once they're out of focus it does a slight reduction in damage but it doesn't do enough of a reduction for it to be like not worth them not worth it for them to continue to spam it over and over again so yeah they you know losers will continue to spam it forever hopefully they fix that though i mean it is one of the weapons that was performance adjusted so but couldn't they like mention things that are super shit in the patch notes and just leave other stuff alone like so that the patch notes show that something that seems completely broken has been fixed in a certain way but everything else hasn't been touched um well they generally do tell you when things that are broken are fixed no, they don't even do that. Yeah, no, they could. They could. They could definitely give you more information without giving you too much information. But they don't. They don't. There's been like a like great swords in general just got buffed. <laughs> Someone's already done the fucking maths, and yeah, there's some pretty hefty buffs all around, which is cray cray. It's good because they're usually pretty slow. They're the type yeah. of swords where you get maybe three swings out of them at the most uh, yep. before you're out of stamina. Yeah. And they're very slow, so you need to make them hit, like, count. Um, and because, like, the whole poi system seems to have been changed quite a bit. Um, the poi? Poise. So, like... Poise. Oh, no, no, I get you. Yeah. That kind of affects them a lot. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in the previous games, you could go up and just hit an enemy, like, one-shot an enemy, and they would get staggered. Uh, yep. pretty much straight away but that's not really a thing that happens well that I've seen happen with my builds in particular but yeah yeah no basically at the moment fast faster weapons rule um I like my the katana is good because it chews up a lot of stamina when they block but in general faster weapons are better mm-hmm. um yeah slow weapons like the great swords yeah, they don't tend to do enough damage. I don't. I I doubt that a ten percent increase would make them do enough damage to make them worthwhile, even still, to be honest. Um, and ten percent is basically what they got. Um, they need to make some fixes to a bunch of stuff, like uh, cross platforms. Are you playing on PC? PC. I need to make like just scaling, scaling with different stats and stuff isn't really working at the moment. I think they need to fix that. Um, so I don't know. Apart from that, I don't know. It's still great though. What about you, Luke? What are you? Are you still uh, playing? No, no. <laughs> I um I haven't played in the last week. Been playing other things. All right. And Nate, you're still trying to still trying to get a copy. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Hawker Docker. Seems to be doing pretty well. Um, like, on PC anyway. Um, and from what I read in some news, that it's it's a fastest selling or game of, like that they've released or something like that that I was reading, which is good. Yep. Um, yep. PC players peaked today at uh, 130,000. Sorry. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's today. That means you're definitely going to get some invasions and shit, which is cool. Yeah. Can you turn that off? Uh, you can play offline if you're a wiener, but I mean, it's it's part of the game. 
I, I don't believe in turning off invasions. Uh, like, on the other hand, I finished the game before it was fucking out, so... Yeah, I didn't get invaded at all when I was playing. Only um, by AI invaders. Yeah, right? AI so. invaders. Um, so, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. But, like, last week when I looked, um, uh, when it came out, like, a day or two afterwards, you would go to that first area and there were just white soapstones all over the place, which yeah. are, like, the co-op stones. So, there was... Like, That's the upside, you know, like... Yeah. You might be invaded a lot, but you can also ask people to help and they will definitely help. So Yeah, yeah and I talked about that last week. Like, going back and, and watching people rating my messages that I've left is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, especially the ones where it's kind of uh, things where I've helped people. Like, hey, there's a thing up here, like a trap or a hole or um, there's a lever up here you should use. Um, that sort of stuff is, is pretty handy. Because, like, when I played, I didn't have any, like any of that stuff there to help me. You had to figure it out for yourself. But um, once you're like, oh, that was, you know, it took me a little while to figure that part out. Like, oh, I might leave a note here. And then for like three weeks later, for the game to be released and then find that other people kind of had the same issue and found that handy, it was pretty good. Are there cheaters? There's people bitching on Steam about cheaters. Yep. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. Uh, which sucks. Um, they are like, you can report them to VAC because they use VAC um, but I don't know I don't know if it's doing anything I came up against a, a cheater he was invisible and I think invincible uh, just shitty bullshit um, what if he had an invisibility cloak ah what if um, I was still able to lock onto him so I would lock onto his friend and then just tap on the right thumbstick until I found him um, and then I'd attack him, but it didn't matter anyway because he was invincible. So uh, I just had a black crystal separate from him, which is kind of bullshit. I uh, came up against him a couple of times. Um, so that sucks. Yeah. Hopefully. And yet you suggest to leave PvP on or invasion on? Uh, I mean, I've invaded or uh, been invaded hundreds of times. So, and like I've encountered one cheater four times so i don't think it's that big a deal to be honest it's not like i mean yeah we've we've encountered obvious hackers in rainbow but it's not like we're not playing that in pvp anymore right it's not like we're like well fuck it we're just gonna play fucking terrorist hunt <laughs> yeah it's still frustrating though yeah it's frustrating but yeah there's gonna be cheaters in every multiplayer game because cheaters are losers. Yeah, I wish that the, someone would just invent of like a better system. Didn't Punkbuster? Weren't they amazing? No, no, it was just another system. I mean, it could still be circumvented. Yeah. So, like, they were. I think what made Punkbuster good is that they were diligent uh, about staying on top of shit. But yeah committed hackers will always hack uh and yeah that's just i think wasn't punk buster the one where you had to install it on your pc as well so it was people were getting a bit upset at that stage like it's scanning my pc and which is what it was doing but um there's still ways around that like (laughs) it's not the best method yeah 
Yeah. Anyway, should we move on? Yeah. Yes, let's do that. Uh, Battleborn. The open beta was on during the weekend. Open beta? Yeah, it was open beta. Open beta, yeah. Um, Nathan didn't play any at all, right? In the ends? I did not. <laughs> cool. Uh, Job and I played it a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I really like it. I think it's got, um, yeah, it's got a lot of potential for a, um, first person MOBA game, which seems to be, um, I don't know what they're calling it officially. Hero shooter. Hero shooter. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's good. Well, like we've played it a bunch in the past at, at a couple of conventions and, um, it's, it's good to kind of sit down with it and sink a couple hours into it and kind of get a feel for how things work and, and, um, what you should be doing. But, um, yeah, we played a game on the weekend. I think there was four of us in a group, right? Yep. We went through some of the story mission to start off with mm-hmm. and got our asses handed to us by the, uh, difficulty. I think it was the second highest or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We bumped up the difficulty like idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And forgot to pay attention to the stupid thing we were supposed to be escorting. So, uh, it died and we lost. Yeah. And it was like, eh, well, fuck it. I actually don't mind, though, that story, mo- those story modes. I think they're pretty cool. Um, they're like a, it's, it's like a raid, basically. Yeah. Which the is. AI was garbage, though, when we played it, wasn't it, Joby? It's kind of reliant on decent teammates and you can't, I don't know, I couldn't, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. Not maybe the it, PVE. Maybe it was because we had it on the harder difficulty. It felt a bit more challenging. Um, but I, I like the idea of it giving you different tasks to do. You're not just running through and shooting stuff. Um, it's not like a, a the division where you're just basically running from one room to another, and there's a bunch of guys with thicker armor on you have to try and get rid of. This is like some puzzly type of things to do as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's more involved. Um, it's I, I wouldn't say it's as involved. Like, obviously, we haven't seen it all yet, so it's hard to say. But yeah. from what we played, it's not as involved as uh, Destiny's stuff, uh, which I, I st- like. Some people fucking hate the platforming elements of fucking Destiny raids, but I think they're fucking brilliant. Like, that's actually exactly what a first-person sh- a shooter RPG needs to, to force players to communicate uh, outside of just shooting at shit, you know, mm-hmm. like I think it's a really good way, but, um, you know, obviously the rest of Destiny is garbage, so fuck it. Um, it's not on that level, but it's still, it's, it's got something to it, which is cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because you compare that mode to the multiplayer and they're, they're completely different. Like one is a, yeah, one is a raid style uh story based thing and then the other one is uh like a MOBA. Yeah. Um which yeah I thought was quite strange. But anyway. Mm. Um I, I thought maybe it would just be a single player AI type um you know MOBA experience, but it's not. It seems more fitting like it's like it seems more fitting a mode in Borderlands or something like that. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, like if Borderlands that- was to have like a a multi like a different type of multiplayer mode that you can go and do that's kind of where i think it would go but 
because um, like the Borderlands stuff is basically just running around doing RPG type missions, but there's nothing on the scale of like raids in that game. They've yep. tried doing the larger bosses, but it's just still shooting shit. They're just bullet bullet sponges. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this stuff that's in the single player here seems like something that fit perfectly into to Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah. It, it did feel a whole lot like Borderlands, and I didn't think that was a good thing. You don't like Borderlands? No, I mean, like, Borderlands is fine, but not in a new IP. It's supposedly supposed to be something different. Hmm. It, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't not like it. Um, I thought the multiplayer was really good, though. I had a lot of fun playing PvP. I mean, it depends very heavily on your teammates, and nobody really knew what they were doing, but uh, it was still, I don't know, shitloads of fun when you and me were working together Luke like when we work in tandem mm-hmm. it just seemed like we were fucking pretty much unstoppable especially once we found sort of a rhythm with whichever fucking characters we picked um, yeah it just it turned into a fucking proper stomp like that last game the one we lost it shouldn't we shouldn't have lost it I mean we were kind of fucked because our healer was being a dickhead but like it could have gone we were down heavily and we were well on the comeback we must have had them on like a fucking three minute power play or some shit yeah where we like take we towards the end we took out like four of their guys like twice or something like that yeah yeah and they just they were just fucking filing in um which was cool like we just couldn't spread out to to stop the minions from feeding into the things but uh, yeah, we were on the fucking on the roll, and that was cool. Um, otherwise, yeah, I think I don't, I had a really bad game when I played on my own. Mm-hmm. I really didn't like the game when I played on my own. Did you play the same mode? No, I was playing the other one as well. Okay, well, I played the other. I started off with the other mode, um, and it's more it's it's more like one lane, but. There's little side bits where you can go do uh, camps. Um, I was trying to figure out what the name was the other day. I think you said it. Uh, It was like they had like camps or something like that. Yeah, camps. Camps is camps. What they call it. Yeah. Um, So like these these kind of mini bosses that you go and kill, and then once you do that, you kind of cap them, and then once you cap them, they walk into your lane and start pushing the lane out. Um, so the enemy's got to try and deal with those guys as well now they do a lot of um, damage but also take a lot of damage uh, so that, that one's a bit more streamlined but you've got to be paying attention when you should be going and doing those camps and and that sort of stuff like when you should leave your lane um, that's the yep. incursion mode right? that's it yeah yeah and then the other mode was meltdown which was there's two lanes where you're feeding your minions into like these incinerators that that chomp down on them and once they hit a certain threshold uh then they it pushes them back to an, another area you've got to feed them to and then um or maybe it's time based i'm not sure it felt like a, a limit but then no, no, like, it's, it's in halfway yeah once it, once you, once it's halfway yeah yeah and then you've got to try and get them all the way in there um but yeah, they, they played very differently. Like one is is more like you're kind of in the lane together pushing, whereas the other one is you're split up and you're going backwards and forwards between the two. And there's no there's no camps in the in the meltdown mode, and it's kind of just focusing on uh, building turrets or healing stations, supplies, 
um, and taking out guys when when to know like when to push or when to go ganking, yeah, that sort of stuff. So, um, I, I found both modes pretty fun. Yeah, uh, it's just that it seemed like it would be a bit easier for us for us to coordinate with the um, the meltdown one because it was kind of two lanes and we didn't have to worry about the camps because I found that when we were playing that one, a lot of the time you would have people not really sure of when they should be doing those camps or you know yep. when they should be in the lane or going off and getting shards to, mm-hmm. to build objects it just seemed like there was more to it with that one yep. um but yeah i still had i didn't have too many games where people didn't really understand what was going on the matchmaking seemed to be okay um yeah for what it was doing when i, I went in there yep um i found i found meltdown to be a, a cool like there were just a lot of opportunities for ganks because the two lanes weren't split that much. Like they were quite close together, and mm-hmm. so you got a lot of a lot of opportunities to like swing off on a gank. And by the same token, it forced you to to pay a lot of attention to your mini map to make sure you didn't get caught out on the gank. And uh, so I felt like I don't know. I felt like I was learning the game a lot more without being forced to split my attention a lot of ways, which I think, what was the, what was the other one called? Uh, incursion, meltdown. Incursion, incursion, incursion. I think, yeah, you've got to split your attention a lot of ways and yeah, it's single lane, but I think, yeah, incursion is a lot more complicated and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a little bit harder to, to follow in incursion as well. Like the, the game I played, uh, of incursion with randos i had no idea like we were losing mm. but we were winning fucking team fights every single time but we just kept losing anyway and it turned out yeah like the guy who was supposed to be getting the camps was too slow to get them and shit like that and yeah like it's a bit hard when everyone's playing the characters for the first time or whatever but that makes it like a MOBA, right? Like, it's not the kind of game you can play by yourself. You really need a decent team. As in, I don't see myself enjoying playing that game. Just going, oh, I've got, you know, an hour to spare. I'm just going to go jump in by myself and play this. Like, you want to jump in with a group of people who you know, well, you know don't, how to play. You don't have to. Like, that's the thing. I think because it's, a, um, it, it's an open beta, people are also not familiar with like how these games work. Um, some people do, but it's also very different because uh, it's a shooter. But it, you hope that by the time you've played a couple of games of matchmaking will sort itself out and put you in the right spot of where you should be in terms of your knowledge of the game. Um, and by that stage, you should be fine with a group. Like, uh, like I play a lot of Dota and I don't play with uh, most of the time with people I know. We play as just, a, just a random matchmaking and it seems to work most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess this, you know, and that, that would be a complaint that I did have about this one is that there was no indication that I could see, and maybe it will come later as to, uh, like levels of tiers, like that it's ranking people. Cause I felt like it was, cause I was playing the ranked matchmaking mode, uh, and I was being paired up with people that were like level 35 and 40 and, and that sort of stuff. Um, and it seemed to be like I, I wasn't getting paired with new new people like level ones and twos and that sort of thing in the in the ranked mode. So that mm. seemed to like give some sort of indication that something was happening in the background to to put me in this place. But um, I wasn't able to see where I was. Like there was no number or tier or like a, a tier medal or anything like that. So 
it'd be good if that was like something that was on the screen and showing. But there's a lot yeah. of things in the game that I think they need to to focus on to kind of bring it in line with what a lot of the MOBAs are doing these days. Um, just basic stuff like you know showing your team health for healers, so you kind of have an idea of where you should be going. Yep. Because um, it's can be quite hard being a healer and because you've actually got to swing around and look mm-hmm. uh, like what's going on in, in each lane and whether or not you need help. Is someone getting attacked? If they're getting attacked, really the only way you can know is by them yelling at you or looking at their health indicator and seeing it flashing red. Um, whereas if that's a bar on the side, you, you can kind of keep your focus on the lane and see something off to the side and know that all right, I've got to maybe jump on the other side rather than looking around and trying to figure out where everybody is. Um, just, yeah, simple stuff like that. I think they just need to get in there and, and do a couple changes to... Yeah. I, I played a bunch of healing, so that was one thing I noticed. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought being a healer was really hard if your teammates weren't communicating to you when they needed help. Um, like, it was very easy to just sort of uh get tunnel vision and heal the two people on in in the lane that you were focused on or get tunnel vision and, and start like going in for a fucking gank while on the other lane your teammates are getting fucking ruined and you're not paying any attention to it and if they just say like anything at all you'd know to ping on over and and you could probably save them um but i don't think there's like quick quick chat commands are there that i could see I, I didn't see any, no. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, they need to do something about that. Um, there is, like, voice chat, obviously. Uh, like, the game has in-game VoIP, so that's good. But, yeah, it just needs, I don't know, needs people to actually communicate their situation because it is, it's not like a, a mobile like a top-down mobile where you're able to see everyone at all times, you 100% need that extra information uh, if you're going to keep them alive. Um, apart from that, uh, I don't know, some... I think the... I think the way, like, the balance of power for some of the heroes is a bit off at the moment. Like, some of the heroes just seem completely fucking worthless until they got to, like, level 9 or 10. And uh, some of the heroes, like that fucking sword chick, were just able to 100% ruin you, uh, no matter what level. Like, I think I was two levels above the sword chick at one point, and she was still, like, able to... Like, if we went 1v1, she would ruin me every single time. And that's just kind of shit. I was, like, I was a DPS as well, so it shouldn't have been going down like that, but I just couldn't do anything to her. Um... There's so I yeah, obviously balance like it's an open beta, so balancing is coming, but yeah, that was something that bugged me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh so that it like obviously nobody had ever fucking said anything about that. Um yeah, I don't know. Um I I like it a lot. I mean I could definitely see myself playing it a lot. Um it just yeah. seems like not too much to learn to get into um, but they seem like, you know, low skill floor, high skill ceiling sort of shit. I mean, they did a good, a good job of staying away from three lane, uh, gameplay because I don't think the game could fucking support that. 
mm-hmm. the way it is. No, is it can't because yeah. there's no there, there's no items in terms of teleporting. Like you can't yep. quickly get from one area to another. Yep. Um, so that's why it's kind of got to have these close knit areas. Uh, the, I think my biggest concern with the game is what they do with the marketplace, uh, and if they they do have some sort of like a DLC type thing where you're purchasing heroes. Yeah. If they, they there's currently a marketplace where you can buy, uh, you can spend the coins that you get every time you finish a, a match and to to buy chests. And inside these chests are uh, gear items, and the gear items give you stats, so either more damage or um, survivability, or they do special special things depending on the hero. Um, if they if they start getting into things where they're charging for gear items, then I'm not interested at all. I think that that needs to be separated. Uh, yep. You can't have a pay-to-win because that, that's basically what what's going to end up happening. It'll be a pay-to-win situation. The people that throw the most money into the game will end up with the highest level tier items and then there's no point playing it anymore because, yeah, you're, you're basically throwing money in it to, to, to get good. Uh, which is the problem that um, a bunch of other games have had in the past. Like we played, uh, what was that other one that we played? Um, the shooter by the guys that made Dirty Bomb. Stein. Dirty Bomb. Yeah, that one. Where like you'd spend oh, money yes. to, to upgrade your characters, but <laughs> like they were all tiered, so certain level characters would be you know better at doing certain things and then you had to you spent money to buy all these crates and yeah that sucked uh so i think if they if they start going down that route with with this game then i'm, I'm not gonna buy it it's just no point it's no. I, googled I, their post-release plans yeah and they've got heaps of free updates coming apparently uh five more heroes after launch yeah. free uh, multiplayer modes, balance updates, of course, and community-related features will all be free. Um, so maps, modes, uh, and features are coming for free. Yep, that's fine. Uh, and then it looks like... Skins. If it's skins, I'm cool with that. It looks like paid add-on content will be five add-on packs, which appear to be yeah, PVE operations. So the story mode shit. Plus skins cool. and taunts. Yep, that's fine. That's where they need to go with it. Yeah. If they start doing the marketplace with buying crates um, or chests, I think they're called, in this mm-hmm. game, then, yeah, I'm out. I'm not, I'm not going to play. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And they'll, they'll, I think they'll do well if they stay away from that. It, se- it seems like a fun game. Yeah. And I, there's I, nobody else that's doing that style of gameplay either. No. Uh, I'm Like, maybe Smite a little bit, but... The, yeah, that's a third person. Yeah, that's third person, and it's quite different. Um, but it like still sort of in the same realm. It's probably the closest thing to this, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool though. I, yeah, I enjoy it a lot. I'll, I'll probably wind up playing a lot more of it, which is good. Uh, maybe we can convince Nathan that he has to try it again, give it another shot. I'll try it again with you guys. I just don't want to play it by myself i mean yeah well yeah no I, I don't see myself playing it that much by myself unless i get a luke level ad- addiction to it yeah did you um did you end up playing any melee characters at all yeah i played uh wrath the sword guy okay 
quite a bit. How, how the, did you uh, find that in multiplayer? Rough. Hectic. Um, I think it needs a wider field of view if you're going to be playing a melee character. I don't know if they can change it character to character, but if they can't, then the whole fucking game needs a wider field of view because like, you go in as Wrath on one of those big, bulky characters. Like, um, who was that rock guy that you were? Uh, that was... Was it Boulder? Maybe. No. No? <laughs> um, I'm trying to look at the list. Kelvin. Kelvin, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Like, you go face-to-face with that guy, or who was that, the pair of ones that I kept playing, Shane and Aurox. Mm-hmm. If you go face-to-face with two bulky characters, all you can see is them, which is... uh. Yeah, it's a bit hard to fucking navigate when they're the only thing you can see. I did like, hey, uh, that reminds me, though, fucking body blocking people. That's fucking, I'm glad they left that in. I mean, it's annoying when it's your own teammates body blocking you and you're the fucking healer and you're on fucking 2% health and you're desperately running away. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when it's you strategy, can, yeah. When you can catch their healer out, stand in front of him with a big character and then just keep moving in front of him while he's desperately trying to run away. Good times. Yeah. Uh, games where they can just have it off for friendlies and on for enemies, because that seems to be the ideal situation. Uh, I, I, I think it should stay on for friendlies because you friends should just get the fuck out of your way. Uh, like it, sh- it shouldn't be something like it should be a bit of a skill leap yeah. for you to know to not stand in front of your friends when they're running away. You know, I don't, I don't think it's that bigger concern i guess um it is if you're playing on pub servers with shit cunts well there is that but yeah 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 i I found that when i was playing the kelvin guy that was the first time i played uh melee yeah it was kind of hard to figure out when i was hitting someone all right and and it was very like when you're good good hit feedback well it did for wrath yeah okay i I just didn't get an idea of like when I was hitting them or right. when you were kind of cl- close up on somebody and they were circling around you. It was kind of hard to gauge whether or not, um, you know, the the secondary attacks were actually hitting them or because like he had like an AOE thing and yeah. it, I couldn't get an idea of whether or not I was actually doing any damage to them because they were, you know, next to me on the side of the screen. Yeah. Couldn't really see their health indicator. Um, and then he had a, a an ability that would chomp down on the unit and if they were at a certain threshold it would kill them and you would get like a permanent health gain but I couldn't kind of figure out like what was the distance that I needed to be to do that right Um, yeah so just stuff like that is kind of there needs to be a better um, player feedback on what's going on Whereas when I played the 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 range guys, like I had no problems with most of them. It was you know I I understood whenever I was hitting someone, um, you know there's indicators on the screen when you need to do like an uh, like if you're throwing a grenade or something, like it'll show you on the ground where it's gonna land that sort of thing. It was kind of cool. It's just some of the melee abilities that seemed a bit off at the moment. But otherwise, I I quite enjoyed the what I played. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right, should we keep... What's up next? Let's get Nate to talk for a bit. Oh. Homefront the Revolution. I played that today. Yeah? What'd you think? Uh, it's really good. Really? 
What? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's not a sequel. It's not a prequel. It's just a blatant fucking reboot. Okay. Um, interviewed a producer whose name eludes me. Apologies, producer, if you're listening. Nailed it. Uh, this is something Polish? No, no, no. This is Free Radical. Oh, sorry. Oh. It used to be Free Radical um, in the UK. So he was very, very English. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's surprisingly really good. And bear in mind that I fived the fuck out of the original Homefront. Yep. Uh, which I think is... And you gave me shit for a few years afterwards. Oh, you loved it, didn't you? No, I didn't love it. I just thought it, it was, the multiplayer was redeemable. Just relied on having a halfway decent community that never arose. That was... Playing on PC? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, it was it was buggy. It was buggy as fuck. Like I love that mode, that um, tug of war mode. Yeah. That, but that was like you know, if you want a comparison, Medal of Honor Warfighter that had that one amazing mode. Yeah. <clears throat> but sucked balls. Like I, I didn't like I didn't think the the single player sucked balls though. I just yeah, I didn't think it was great. And the multiplayer was fucking awesome, so I'm like, fuck yeah, cool. Um, but like, I like that was before Medal of Honor Warfight, though. So I mean, I think I think Homefront was a learning experience for me as a critic, though, because like it sort of made me rethink how I approach that kind of shit. You know, like how I approach a really standout feature that I love. Uh, in the scope of an entire game, especially if it hinges so heavily on anyone giving a fuck about it a little while later. Yeah. What do you mean? What, what, what did you do? Did you skew it? Did you score it higher? I scored it higher. Cause yeah, I thought, I thought it would be, I'd be on the right side of history, but everyone would play home break, home break, home front <laughs> and, uh, play the multiplayer and people will be addicted to it fucking years later. I'll be like, yeah, I'll be that one guy who said it was actually good because of the multiplayer and everyone will fucking, you know, <laughs> Jobo. But, uh, yeah, I was wrong. Man, I did the same thing with, <laughs> um, with Brink. Yeah, yeah. Like, I really, like, that game, I, I got that game and that game got me. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was, it was buggy and it, it was definitely a deeply flawed game. But I, yeah, I probably marked that beyond criticisms because it, you know it had a really steep learning curve but um yeah fuck once you got it once it dropped and you were like you know lots of people bitched about oh look at the choke points and you're like dude you just gotta switch fucking to the lighter guy and then you, you go park on oh, the fuck around it and yeah. do a hero moment where you take out their entire team or mm-hmm. you know the defenders in one spot and your team pushes through like when that shit came together when you're playing with people who got it like it was immensely satisfying but if, you know the pc community more than any is very fickle yeah so if something's not up to scratch at launch which is obviously not the community's fault fucking hell um they drop it like a bad habit and go back to what they're used to playing so Homefront, like I agree that the single player wasn't flawed. I think that it's interesting what came out afterwards that they blatantly fucking lied about that Red Dawn writer being involved. Um, and I don't know why he didn't pipe up sooner. Maybe they paid him to say that he was involved. Yeah, I don't know. Eh? Bizarre, but that like odd. The best things about the single player were the handful of literally well not literally uh the jaw dropping moments yeah which were just spectacular but they were also the things that they previewed like they previewed that game like a boss yeah 
like it's you know the kind of game where they knew shit was wrong so they showed they put its best foot forward you know that multiplayer mode that we played which was a shit ton of fun mm -hmm. those moments that i'm pretty sure were involved in all of the previews or at least a couple of them and it had that you know that kind of like dark grittiness and and it wasn't just freedom fighters you guys ever play freedom fighters nope which was cool as shit, by the way, for what it was. Hmm. Um, but it was like, you know, this, this, if the American flag was to make a game, it would have been that. You know, it was very hoorah and positive and right. you know, upbeat. And it was less about kind of like atrocities and stuff like that. Hmm. It didn't have that, that darker edge. Um, anyways, Homefront, the revolution, uh, yeah. It, it's, it takes about 20 minutes to get into the swing of things, which is my pet peeve, particularly when I'm previewing games. Yeah. So ready thyself. And I'm talking like not even really stop-start gameplay as much as it is just goes from cutscene to cutscene after the intro. Uh, but, you know, they're trying to establish a world and set a story and, and reset the expectations of a home front game. In fact, the producer said the only thing that they've taken from the original game was just the premise, as in North Korea invades America. Super Korea. Yeah, they've gone back and um, they've created a, a new history to make it a bit more believable. Um, and it kind of works. I thought the stuff they did in the original was fine. I don't remember what they did. Didn't they just have them, like, invade? It was, like, they went back and... Um, I think someone did, like, a retrospective on it and it was quite close. <laughs> but uh, I think they ended up being, like, South Korea and North Korea joined forces and then ended up um, launching those missiles into the sky that weren't that people thought were like uh weather satellites or something like that which turned out to not be that is that the kind was of EMP, story? wasn't it yeah it was like emp stuff no it's a little it's a little bit more of a long play i mean i don't i don't really want to give it away it's not it's not super spoilerific or anything i'm not i'm just I won't say what it is like it, it makes sense until you think about it for two seconds <laughs> And, and then it, it doesn't. But like as as far as the premise goes, it's you know it's certainly sufficient and it helps to answer that question of how could this kind of little country on the other side of the world hope to invade? Mm. Um, it's less about an invasion and more about like kind of like false pretenses that turns into an occupation, which is interesting. Um, but like after that twenty minutes, and I played a little bit at uh, you basically get out into an open world. Um, they've got zones. They've got Red zone, yellow zone, green zone, which is apparently taken from American jargon. I found it confusing because it seemed to be a bit backwards. But anyways, the red zone is like basically where pandemonium is happening and you can kind of run a little bit more rampant, which is why I guess it's the first place you start. There's still some tough challenges there, but um, it's going to be a little bit easier. Once you move into the yellow zone, which is what they kind of advanced me to after about half an hour of playing, um, it's got this... I guess Assassin's Creed is probably the best instance, or maybe Hitman's a better example, uh, of hiding in plain sight idea. Like, at this stage, the um, KPA, which is the invading force, knows mm -hmm. what you look like, so you have to stay away from drones, cameras, patrols. Um, but you can kind of, like, walk in little crowds and behind people to obscure vision. Right, cool. To kind of, yeah, like you put your weapons away and shit. Um, so you can take this really, like they, they, they're calling it a thinking game as shooter. They, they don't you know, go in, balls to the wall, run and gun. It's a bit more tactical. It's got a little bit of, you know, like a, 
like actually what Crisis did. I mean, it's on Crytek. That that first person cover engine where you get behind kind of hip high cover and you crouch and then you can iron sight to look over it. Yep. You can use shift to peek if you don't have your weapons out, which is kind of cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, I didn't do the hiding in plain sight thing. That was just in the in the intro video to the yellow bit. I you know just went and shot people in the face with crossbows, as I do, um, and then you know, assassinated some guy who was patrolling around in his armored car because his head was showing at the top. <laughs> Amazing. A uh, lot of fun. But um, this, they they wouldn't let me... They, well, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. They dissuaded me from putting it on Deathwish difficulty. There's three difficulties. So I had it on the, the sort of middle one. Um, but it was, you know, it was challenging. You can't, in that, you can't take a shitload of hits, even on normal. Uh, so it's definitely not incentivizing you to, yeah, get the biggest gun with the most ammo and just kind of tank it. But, like, the open world stuff's really cool. It's got a little bit of dying light in there, which will probably make you cringe, Joby. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in that, doing that super free-running shit with grappling hooks and whatnot, but there is definitely um, some mantling going on, so you can jump up onto objects and then get onto roofs and, and some of the outpost style things that you take over in your bid to win back this Boston I think it was no Philadelphia my bad um, is they're not always combat driven so one of them was for me to get to the top of a, of a building but not like a skyscraper or anything ridiculous but it was a little bit of a jumping environmental jumping pal- uh, challenge yeah cool so that was interesting it's got like a day night cycle going on if you die you will respawn back at your nearest outpost but you will have lost some of or most of whatever valuables you were carrying if you didn't go back and kind of deposit them in your base. Uh, the coolest feature, if either of you guys remember uh, Crisis, was, I can't remember whether it was two or three, but well, maybe it was the first one, fuck. They added that option to kind of like modify your gun on the fly so you could change the scope and the size. Nah, that was like uh, two, I think. Yeah, but I yeah, think it was, it was a fucking one. cool, cool uh, thing. But so instead of like it just being modifying scopes and whatnot, they've kind of taken it to its next logical level, uh, which is to like, for instance, the pistol that you start with, the first mod that you unlock, they basically gift it to you. Um, yeah. And then later on, you've got to kind of play objectives or side objectives to earn these special upgrade things that let you unlock additional um, on the fly weapon upgrades. But it turns your pistol into an SMG. So you can like run around like a baller but ammo was really limited in those initial uh, levels which is really cool like it plays into this fantasy and, and you know you can loot um like environment like you know drawers and lockers but also dead uh bodies of the enemy and when they die like if you want to if you need to loot on the fly it's kind of cool like it, it has a two or three level looting system so if you don't let the bar fill up the whole way you'll get a little bit of ammo but you dig a bit deeper you let it go all the way and you'll get everything that they have and possibly something cooler which i thought was a nice touch and kind of added to this whole guerrilla warfare feel but yeah the, the idea that you can upgrade these weapons you can turn an assault rifle into an lmg um or or a, you know upgrade it to a sniper rifle or something like that mm. on the fly to suit the situation because um, you start out being only able to carry two weapons at once and one of those is your sidearm so you're basically limited to one primary he told me you can upgrade that right. but like it's, it's gorgeous because it's in Ritech engine um and it's just good to like i feel so sorry for them because the you know the messaging has kind of been a bit lost and i and at least from the people that i've talked to the expectation was that it was just going to be like kind of like 
Medal of Honor or Army of Two, <laughs> sorry EA, um, Kane and Lynch, there you go, there's not an EA game, where they didn't really deserve sequels, but mm. they sold enough to kind of justify the you know funding of them. But yep. out of all of those examples, this one, from what I played, and I didn't get to play the co-op mode, mind you, there's no competitive. Um, this one is like, you know what, I'm actually going to play the shit out of this. Like, this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. I've heard I'm, the multiplayer shit. I'm sold now. There is no multiplayer. There's co-op. There's a co-op like separate from uh, the campaign. Uh, little like the, he was talking about the idea of little fifteen to twenty minute missions that you complete with up to three buddies, and um, yeah. but you can set the difficulty to harder levels, and it's quite separate from the single player. But um, yeah, I, I love those open world sorts of shooter games when they get the um, uh, the gameplay loop right. And I mean, I only played an hour, so and and half of that was kind of spending twenty minutes in the intro bit and then getting out into the open world. But like you know, jumping onto a little motorbike to zip around, and they was sort of like the rebels in the area. I'm assuming that's part of the the narrative fiction had created little ramps and whatnot to either get into and through buildings even. Or there was uh, a little great escape moment where raiding a camp, I could have, if I had a motorbike, could have driven it up through a building and then jumped over a fence to get into it. Oh, yeah. Um, but there was multiple, like, multiple ways to get in there. And, yeah, look, it, I was surprised, man. I didn't go in thinking it was garbage. Like, I went in being very interested uh, in the fact that they turned it into an open-world game um, that after a little bit of research that it was kind of like a bunch of ex-free radical devs. But I just, I, yeah, really feel for them, man, because they've been like tarred or tarnished with the kind of brush of that shit that was going down at Crytek and then, you know, they, they got sold off and the Homefront license got sold off and it was just like, eesh. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely give it a crack um, or at least put it on a wish list or something and, and keep your eyes out for user reviews, critic reviews, whatever. Nice. Cool, man. Well, yeah, I'm definitely keen to check it out now. Nice. Ding. Ding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, cool. What else we got? Me? You want me to go? No, I need the guy. Enter the Gungeon. Sure, Enter the Gungeon. Um, Did any of you guys play this yet? No. No, I I like the look of it. I haven't played it yet, though. Yeah, so uh, I think I talked about this last week. I wanted to check it out because I've heard a lot of good things. Um, yeah, I haven't played too much of it. Probably three hours-ish, maybe. Uh, it's like 15 bucks on Steam. It is a 2D um, top-down twin-stick shooter type game. Um, a roguelite where you basically answer a gungeon uh, as one of the many characters you can choose from who each have their own weapons and abilities. Uh, and then you kind of make your, make your way through each level of this uh, dungeon uh, shooting these bullet men who shoot back at you. Uh, and there's like a dodge and roll mechanic where kind of similar to the same way Dark Souls works where the first kind of half of the the role you're invincible and the, the rest of it you'll get hit uh and then you are uh, yeah as you kill all these guys you collect bullets and then you trade in bullets to get uh items or weapons uh and then you keep progressing through the, these levels but what happens is when you die you go back to the very start again and um yeah then then you start all over again from the from the very beginning but 
the idea is that you're, you're acquiring all these weapons and, and upgrades that you should be able to pro- progress each time further and further into the game and hopefully, I guess, get to the end. Um, it's a bullet hell as well, isn't it? So the yeah. genre where there's all this shit flying at you the whole time. Yeah, so you're, you're basically going to a room and it'll spawn... Each room is sort of procedurally generated, so it's always randomized. Um, you'll jump into a room and it'll spawn a handful of guys and they'll just be shooting at you. Uh, and then you kind of clear out that area and every couple of rooms has a teleporter so you can kind of go backwards and forwards in between areas quite quickly. Um, yeah, and then sometimes you'll run into an area and there'll be uh, NPCs which you'll, you'll have to try and get them and uh, they'll go back to like the main hub area and you can uh, once you die, you go back and talk to them and they may have quests for you that needs to, needs to be done. Um, but yeah, pretty much each time... Much like a Dark Souls thing, whereas uh, I guess with that game you kind of die and reset back at your nearest bonfire. This one is is very much like um, uh, what, what was that other game we played? Rogue um, Rogue Legacy is very similar, um, oh, yeah. except that being a two D side scroller, this is a top down shooter mm-hmm. um, that you have to make your way through. So yeah, the, the thing that I noticed the most was. I was getting quite frustrated at the start of the game because uh, the first couple of deaths, I wasn't really getting it, like what I was supposed to be doing. I would kind of die and then restart at the beginning and be like, all right, well, like what what am I supposed to do now? Like do I spend, I've lost all my coins, like now what do I do? Um, and then every time I kind of ventured in, I would get a little bit further, I'd get past the boss, get to the next area uh, and then die again. I was like, I, I'm doing something wrong here, obviously. Um, but then after a little while, I started running into these rooms where there were NPCs and then it seems like you have to do a bit of exploring before stuff starts kind of like lock into place. Right. Um, so it wasn't until I started getting these NPCs that it started to branch open a bit more. And they're the ones that kind of give you things to do and you can go spend your coins and buy items off them or your bullets. Um because each time you kill a boss, you get a form of currency, and that's what you go buy out items with back in the main hub with. So, um, which which should further your progress. So I, I don't know if it was because I wasn't searching the right areas, or if I was dying too early, or it was, or if it was like a thing where after a certain amount of deaths, then it starts handing you these little extra bits in there. But um, yeah, at the start of the game, it was kind of a bit annoying. I just didn't understand if I was doing something wrong. Like I was going on to the internet to look at guides or tips to see if I was playing it incorrectly or um, right. yeah because I just I felt like this this can't be it surely like <laughs> just me going through every time I feel like I'm not getting any better weapons because uh, it's all randomized so one run I may get a, a good weapon the next one it could be a, a, dud, a dud uh like a weapon that shoots really fucking stupidly and isn't really helpful at all um like, there's hundreds of guns in the game that you can unlock. Uh, just stupid shit. Like, I found one that was... It was some sort of alien gun where they'd modified it from, like, a alien engine, but it didn't actually shoot bullets. It just flew me around the map um, really quickly. So, like, one map I found that, um, which wasn't handy at all. But the next time I found, like, a shotgun, which was pretty cool, or this stupid alien laser beam, which was very helpful. Um 
But yeah, it seems like the the key to the early starts, the early beginnings of the game is to find these NPCs and and uh, progress that way. But uh, and, and it's very Dark Souls esque in this type of way that it doesn't really tell you what you're supposed to do, and you'll find things in the game like certain shrines that don't really make much sense. But they'll do if you activate them. They might they may do something that. Um, that causes your character to have a certain ability, but it won't really say what. It'll kind of just happen, and you, like a dice roll will happen. It's like, all right, you've got this now, sucked in. And sometimes it could be a bad thing, um, but sometimes it could be a good thing. So there's certain things like that in the game that'll, um, you know, you kind of got to figure it out for yourself as you go through, and and learn from your mistakes. Uh, kind of like Dark Souls, but yeah, I haven't played too many roguelites, so I'm not too familiar if that's a characteristic of all the, the games or if it's just some of them. Like, got, It resets you to the beginning, roguelikes. Yeah. 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 So, that's one of the things, right? Yeah. Yeah, Rogue Legacy is probably the only one I've really played that I spent a lot of hours in. Um, that game was like you would restart and have all your coins, but you would, uh, you would buy certain items and as you progress you're kind of getting stronger each time uh whereas most of the time the only thing you're getting is knowledge like you know a little bit more about the dungeon or the world or like what to avoid yeah whereas this when one you restart in a rogue rogue like this one you go into the the game as this character from what i've played so far and you start off with the same weapon every time uh the same items um you may get a different boss to the last time on the first level that you got last time. So uh, you are learning the, I guess, how the enemies work in that kind of area. Um, and you can start to sort of streamline that. But I've had a couple of instances where they've just thrown lots of crazy shit at me at the start and uh, it's been kind of tough to deal with. But but then I'll, I'll, you know, maybe one instance I'll get through quite quickly within a couple minutes and then there's a new boss that I've not seen before. Uh, so now I've got to learn that and what it kind of does and how to how to sort of take that thing down. But it seems quite interesting. I, I think I'll stick with it. Um, and everybody's been hyping it up. So uh, I think I just need to put more time into it. But how much time? I don't know. But yeah, I figured that uh, two or three hours would have been enough for it to kind of you know sink its teeth into me. But I'm not feeling it that much at the moment. Hmm. And that could be coming... Because I've just come off Dark Souls, you know, um, having that did, done a better job at explaining or having a better idea of how that world works, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, it seems kind of cool. The art style is really nice. Um, yeah, and it, it seems to have a lot of things in it, like the weapons and items. I saw a, uh, a cool screenshot. I think it was for this. Um where apparently the entire world is rendered in 3D and then just sort of stuck on. Like, it uses a trick of perspective to make it look 2D. Okay. And that's why the world has depth, which is pretty fucking... It's weird, but also really cool and, yeah, just... Yeah, uh, so, like, it's 3D, but the camera's sitting on the top of the screen. But because, yeah, because of the way the camera is sitting um, and because they want it to look 2D, uh, yeah, they sort of just... Yeah, stick things out. And if you change the camera angle, everything will look really fucking weird. Like when you walk when you walk up to one of those chalk drawings from the wrong direction or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's not expensive, but 
I don't yeah, know. It hasn't sold me on it. <laughs> I, it could have been because everybody hyped it up. I've yeah. heard a lot of good things about it. That when I got in there, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, and it could be that, that I, you know, playing Rogue Legacy was, I thought that was an amazing game. And I did a really good job at, of, um, you know, making, making you feel like you were progressing further every time that you played. Whereas this one, just, I'm not getting that from it at all. Yeah. Right. Should we move on? What yeah. else is there? Um, Battlefront. <laughs> Nathan, are you still playing Battlefront? Yeah. It's fun when the lag's not shit. Do you, is this just a, like a thing you do every week to punish yourself? or? No. kind of wish that you guys played it or still played it, as it were, um, because it would be an awful lot more fun with someone else. But, um, yeah, it's just gets better every time they release a patch, which is like once every two months. <laughs> uh, the new content's good, and yeah, I, I find that I come back to it more than, than anything else. I just added in there when I was like, hey, what have I been playing? And yeah, don't need to talk about it beyond the fact that I'm still playing it. Yeah, it's truly surprising. Do I have it installed? Oh, you rage uninstalled it a while ago, didn't you? I think I did. I think I did. Oh, fuck. Origins updating. Fuck. You got a season pass, didn't you? Yeah. So, I mean, there's that as well, but still. Um, yeah, I, you know, I do, I really enjoy playing alongside you, but I don't know. I think we should just play Battlefield instead. Yeah, I'd go back to that. I just, yeah. you know, I like the kind of bigger scale stuff. Siege is all well and good, but, the, you know, there's times when you just want to get involved in a hectic fucking crazy battle. In yeah. this case, with 40 people, I mean, obviously, Battlefield 4 had 64. Yeah. Um, Have you got a squad? 100, 100 people. A squad? Yeah. You have a squad, don't you? No, what's that? Uh, it's like a... It's a professional uh, UE4 version of... Um, Project, oh, I've yeah, seen this. I have seen this. Yes, yeah. I don't have it, but I've seen it. Do you guys play it? Uh, I've got it. Uh, it's going to make me log into Origin. Fuck you. I'm turning you off again. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've got it. I've played it a couple of times. I need to wait until they optimize it a bit better or get a new computer. One oh, of them. like shit. Uh, yeah. It's at the moment, you basically need a godlike computer to run it. Luke would be able to run it. I have kind of one of those. You too, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you could play it. Yeah. Probably wouldn't play it by myself. Super hardcore games can go, you know, fuck off by myself. Multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Yep. Fuck Battlefront. Um, Man <laughs> O' War. I bought this today because uh, it said it was a ship game. And I'm like, fuck yeah, ship games. I was just talking about how I'd play Black Flag, but more like Pirates, Sid Meier's Pirates. And it sort of made out like that's what this was. Uh, it's a Warhammer um, game, like sort of from that world. Um, it's... I'm, I, I've already refunded it. <laughs> so, Amazing. Uh, it looks ugly as fuck, like too ugly, like uglier than it has any right to look. 
And so I decided, uh, maybe it'll be okay. We'll, we'll try it out for print. And I played it, but it's also, I don't know, they've like simplified the, the mechanics a lot to make it sort of very playable. I think people find that controlling boats is complicated and they don't have fun sometimes. And so what they did was they simplified it. But in my opinion, they made it way too dumb. And so it's just sort of dull. Uh, It is unbelievable, like hideous, hideously ugly. Um, I think what made me buy it was that apparently... um, It's giant sharks, yeah. Giant sharks will attack yeah. you. I just saw the picture. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, this is definitely the reason why Joe bought it. Um, Wait, so it's the fantasy, not the 40K. Yeah. Boo. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. It's early access. They might fix that later. Yeah. I don't know if they'll ever fix how ugly it is, but <laughs> they might. I don't know. I would enjoy a more complex sailing mechanic because at the moment it's just sort of. A bit dull. Um, yeah. That's, I don't know. I installed it very quickly before I could even get into town and check out any economy shit. So, yeah. Well, Battlefleet Armada Gothic's out uh, end of this week for people wanting a Warhammer fix of the 40K variety. Or be oh. It has to do with ships. It's actually all about the spaceship battles, but it's, uh, it's an RTS. It's not a kind of controlling of is that the one with the capital ships and shit yeah it's all about capital ships yeah I might get into that I like capital ship points oh it's crazy man like you can ram and shit as well and Fuck it's yeah. got some pretty deep tactical considerations I mean you can just like sit there and right click and lose but um, you can control engagement ranges there's you know special abilities on cooldowns there's torpedoes which you have to manually fire, so you can okay. line motherfuckers up, and then you can do emergency turns to dodge them. Like it, it was a lot of fun. It was pretty punishing from what I played, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the full release. Cool. Um, what else is here? Doom. Can we talk about Doom yet? Uh, Doom. What else have we got? Uh, <laughs> Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. Fantasy basketball. Let's talk about fantasy basketball first. Sure. Alex Walker one. All right, enough about fantasy basketball. Um, Again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's the pre- go there? Are you going to ban him or what? No. Uh, we, will have, we will have openings next season, though, because uh, one of our guys moved to the UK. So, there's that. Uh, so, yeah. And we might... Maybe we can... I don't know. I've had a lot of people request to join. So, uh, we still doing it next year, Luke? Yeah, yeah, I got to change the rules though. Got to figure out rule changes. Oh, new rule changes. Yeah, you're only allowed to. You're only allowed one sub a week. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Anything that fucks Job. <laughs> Look, I don't need to fuck Job. Job's not very good at it. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Technically, your, your yeah. spreadsheets and fucking. Who's going to be playing when and how many games they're going to get and subs. And- a quick old look at the um, final standings. Final standings. Uh, Alex came first. Ben McKelvey came second. Uh, Paul Farrelly came third. Uh, Drew, Dre3Money, came fourth. Mm-hmm. Goat Simulator 2016 came fucking fifth. 
Uh, and then blank, blank. Oh, and finally, Luke's team steps up to the plate in eighth place. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That was the playoff standings. Did better than you. Well, in the regular season, I smashed you. I constructed my team to win the playoffs. <laughs> well, it didn't work, did it? <laughs> I, I just couldn't, like, once I lost, once I was in the eighth fucking place, everything hinged on me beating Alex, and it came down to the fucking wire. And if I'd beaten him, I would have won the fucking finals. I would have <laughs> won it all. Okay? It was fucking beautifully constructed. Okay? But I got fucked a little bit. It didn't quite work out for me. But still, uh, you know, uh, once once I, once that had happened, like, what the fuck was I going to do? I, I couldn't really... I was stuck in the in the loser's bracket, so I couldn't really do any better than fifth because I won. I won the loser's bracket. Oh, I did you? <laughs> you won the loser's bracket? Yeah. I would have beaten... I would have beaten fucking Dre Three Money, and I would have beaten fucking... Paul, but I never got the opportunity to beat play them. I would have beat everyone. I don't think you're quite following. I would have destroyed everyone. <laughs> okay. But I, I didn't get given the opportunity. That's all. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as I was saying, I constructed my team to win the playoffs. That's how you got to play. That's called playing the fucking game, Luke. And then you change everything about the fucking playoffs, and I'm like, oh, well, I should be still okay. Um, apparently playoffs are fucking 15 weeks long now, but, uh, I might be able to make this work. Um, <laughs> 15 weeks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was rough. Basically you gave Alex the win. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, next time you want to come to me, we talk about me not being able to make a fucking team. Okay. Just remember you came eighth. Okay. <laughs> fifth. I came fifth. fifth. Anyway, I should have been third. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Sure thing, <laughs> Um Yeah, we got to think of rule changes and how to, to well, make next season. Yeah. This one. It was just the luck of the. Like, the, the last. Uh, it was basically season one's winner versus season two's winner. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ben ended up with like seven do not plays <laughs> on like the last day or something. Yeah, and it's like first round draft pick got injured the week before the finals and yeah he got sort of boned yeah once again it's just like you end up sometimes just getting lucky with how many once again Alex manages to go through an entire season without anyone getting injured inexplicably yeah that's basically it yeah he's a witch he's a witch yeah he's a witch that is exactly it yeah He's a goddamn witch. Um, so, yeah, I think a good bylaw we might pass is the no Alex's rule. <laughs> um, we can have one Alex. Uh, and we'll get my little brother, Alex, in. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Uh, no, congrats to Alex, though. But um, I was I was actually third. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Basketball. I first, if you hadn't pissed it all away. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we'll see. I, I'm thinking next season we tinker with the like how many centers you can have. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, we go from there. And maybe they'll introduce, uh, you know, a different, um, different game or something. I'm not sure. We got to kind of wait and see what ESPN does. Right. 
you know, yeah. they change their um, their rules and whatnot every year. So we'll see what they go with. Totes. Just to kind of keep it fresh. Noise. Anyway, um, I also want to do a... Uh, I talked to you guys, I think I mentioned this. I want to do a, a movie fantasy league as well at some stage. How the fuck does a movie fantasy league work? There's a site for it. Okay. Yeah. How does it work? <laughs> so um, basically, I think each week you get to pick uh, 10 films. Right. And... Uh, in those 10 films, it uses the box office to kind of figure out how much money it's made. Um, and then you get points for that. And depending on what films you've picked, um, you get points for. And then it runs for a certain amount of weeks. If there's like 10 people in this in this fantasy league, does that mean there's 100 films? No, everybody picks their own, like... Uh, your choice out of all the films that are coming out. What? So, like, you basically pick... So, maybe I pick Deadpool and you pick Deadpool. Um, like, everybody can pick Deadpool, but you get ten films to pick from or five films. Oh. From. I don't know. And so, it's not always that, you know, maybe one week you'll forget the fucking... Uh, the film that rakes in a bunch of money that no one expected... Uh, it could be a sleeper hit or something like that. And that's kind of yep. what it goes from. Anyway, I haven't looked into it too much, but I thought it was okay. pretty cool. I'm in. It sounds good. It sounds like it'll kill time until the next season. Yeah. Well, I'll send, I just sent you guys a link, but okay. um, yeah, we should have a look at that at some stage. Totes, Malotes. Nate, you in? In. In. Like Flynn. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> um, the creepiest. I love it. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, you won I'm, that fantasy league, Joby. Yeah, the creepy league, creepy yeah, fantasy. Nailed it. Um, no what else we got? Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. It's a game. Shit, huh? Nah, it's fucking shit hot. It's great. What? Cliffy B's been- game. Cliffy B. Cliffy B. The crop duster. The crop duster. Did you talk to him? Did you tell him when he crop dusted us? Did no. you crop dust him back? Uh, I may have. <laughs> no, I did. I definitely did. Yeah? Nice. <laughs> like a gentleman. Um, and I beat him at his own game. And Shit, yeah. the co-founder. Like, literally beat him at his own game. Not like, yes, I'm beating you at your own game. Uh, he was on the other team, and I was MVP, and that's the facts. Then's the facts, motherfuckers. Um, it's it's kind of like um, is it a hero shooter? No. Yes. Is it an arena shooter? No. It started out as uh, an arena shooter. They okay. are happy to admit, like literally, with the let's just remake fucking Unreal Tournament, basically with you know weapon pickups and everyone starts out the same, and then I think it kind of evolved to some sort of asynchronous state, which they didn't like because they felt that that detracted from it being a skill based shooter. Sure. So there are classes, which is interesting, but okay. each class is mirrored, like fucking mirrored across teams as in they have the same profile they're built on the same skeleton um they look different but they play differently and um well not play differently sorry no they play the same that's what i meant to say (laughs) yes look different play the same so you can kind of tell at a glance 
um, what you're coming up against. And at this stage, there's only four classes. Um, doesn't really believe in kind of passive abilities, which means that there's no medic to heal. Uh, there's no support guy to drop turrets. Um, don't think running out of ammo was a problem. No, it's not an issue. Didn't run out of ammo. There are healing stations that are evenly uh, four on a map, so we've got only got to play on one map, and they're evenly placed on um, both sides. Cool. Which is very, very nice. And um, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was going in expecting to kind of, under under my, uh, under the gaze of what makes it an arena shooter thing, I recently wrote something for IGN where I ripped apart Doom yep. for not being an arena shooter, even though mm-hmm. I was trying to look like an arena shooter. Um, this... That. Well, yeah, I mean, they... They, uh, they being Bosky's Productions, didn't come out and say this is an arena shooter. They said it has an arena shooter in its DNA, and yeah, they obviously were very open about the fact that it started off as one. Um, it also started off as kind of like gravity uh, impacting everywhere in the map. It's like the whole idea was to kind of capture that feeling of low breaking. Uh, <laughs> low breaking? No, like the world breaking apart. Well, I mean, that's the fiction. That's part of the backstory. Yeah. But, um, the, the, in terms of practical stuff, um, I was expecting crazy zero G everything, but there's, we played this one mode whose name eludes me. Apologies, boss key. Um, they, they don't want to do sort of traditional modes. And although you can see elements of other modes in them, it's still familiar enough that it's not like something that's completely fucking random. Um, they, they put a spin on it. And so, kind of inspired by American sports, I'm told, but I don't know them well enough to comment on this. They have um, this single flag capture the flag mode, essentially, but uh, it's a like a ball that you have to recharge. So it spawns in the very middle of the map. You go fight over it, and where it spawns is the zero-G section. Zero-G stuff is very, very cool. You still have kind of normal mobility. You still fire, and weapons still fire at the same um, rate, and, you know, it doesn't impact them in that way. But, like, the way that they've done Zero-G is it's not like kind of those old Quake 3 or Unreal examples where they had the, the low-gravity maps where you're kind of floating around with, like, a stick up your ass, and, the like, the, the models actually, the animations change to reflect movement um so it's not just a cool little touch like chatting to one of the guys during the studio tour the idea is once you play it more you start to recognize that you know a guy with his legs kicked out under him is about to be looking up so it's like feeding you information about where they're going to be looking and i couldn't help but chuckle at the idea of like them stressing the importance that you need to know where someone's looking at all times after siege's recent patch that kind of fixed that problem because <laughs> 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 it's like in a in a skill-based shooter which obviously sieges as well it's very fucking important isn't it to like to know at a glance when someone's looking at you and kind of running with the siege example although siege isn't certainly the only game that's guilty of this there's a lot of um I think abusing the lighting mechanic in Siege, uh, that is to say, people who are inside looking out, outside looking in, uh, and I'm, I'm under no doubt that, you know, I mean, we talked about it earlier playing Luke, we tinkered with settings to kind of make it easier to see both. 
uh, inside and out. So, you know, there's PC players who will tinker with brightness gamma settings and stuff to, you know, remove... Um, 144 hertz. Shadow effects. No, I'm not. Go- I'm not going into that territory. I'm just talking more about visibility. Um, whereas in Lawbreakers, they, they kind of decided after some slight art changes and whatnot that the most important thing to them is player visibility, and they demonstrated that with the effect off. And there was someone who was kind of a bit obscured in the shadows. And what they do is they illuminate subtly, illuminate the character model when it's in shadow or when it's close to a background so that it always pops so you can always see everyone and and the idea being they don't want you to die from not knowing where someone was they want you to feel like it's always kind of fair which I dig Uh, is it innately unfair to die to someone you can't see though if they're hiding in shadow well, they're not going for that kind of game. Um, that doesn't matter. Isn't that part of map knowledge? Hiding in a shadow. Knowing to not get shots from the shadows. Knowing to look in the shadows. Well, I mean, you still have to do that because you're, someone will be there. But right, but like, like it's a lot easier them. to quickly glance and see a glowing outline of some motherfucker than it is to really look at some shit, you know? Yeah, but fuck that shit. And, like, campers can go eat shit. And this game is basically, should be subtitled, Lawbreakers, campers can go eat shit. Because the pace at which it plays, I mean, there's a difference, obviously, between defending your base when you have the battery, which charges, um... And, you know, just blatantly sitting in a corner and waiting for the cheap kills or the, the shadows when someone runs by. They, they want you to be moving, uh, even when you're defending. Uh, unlike Battleborn, which, you know, it's obviously being compared to Battleborn and Overwatch because it does have these kind of heroic looking characters. Uh, you can switch, you can switch them in and out upon death, <laughs> which is kind of super helpful because there are like Team Fortress, to um, faster rolls for capping capping items and then there are yep. slower heavier armed heavier hitting guys for defending but they don't have to be like I took the Titan class who I believe had a rocket launcher and they had 500 health um, and was very effective both at flag capping and defending and you know holding down locking down areas and whatnot um, because he had a big fucking fuck off rocket launcher that though while I initially hated the fact that it fired at Quake 2 speeds, which is a big no-no, um, it does a lot of damage. And you can, like Doom, you can detonate it mid-air, which is awesome, but also a big test in, um, in depth perception. Mm. Uh, but, like, look, heaps of fun. And, and the idea that uh, with the battery, instead of it being a flag or whatever, you have it at your base, it has to charge to 100%, and then you have to hold it for 20 seconds after that. Um, if someone steals it when it's at 90%, it stays at 90%, so you can like totally go in and do clutch wins, or you can tactically plan for them to get it to 90% if you wanted to be ballsy like that, and then steal it. Um, get it back at your base and get everyone defending you, because there are certain classes, the lighter ones, or even actually one of the mid-range classes, is basically like fucking Starscream in 
terms of her special ability. Like, she has a jetpack, and she kind of flies like a fighter plane. Like, it's kind of hard to explain. Uh-huh. It's, it's less about going up, and it's more about, like, forward propulsion. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, it's cool as shit. And on top of that, like, the probably the, the coolest and initially conceptually weirdest features is that it has a blind fire um and blind fire is for shooting behind you uh and its primary purpose isn't to what which is what i kept trying to do uh get classy as fuck kills when some pricks behind you um it is actually to to navigate the zero g section like you can have this chunky rocket launcher guy who doesn't move too fast and you kind of jump into the zero g and then you back blind fire the rocket at the same time and it it propels you forward faster so and you can do that with like your machine guns and shit as well like it's it's crazy cool little feature that's more used for mobility than anything else but what's tricky uh and what's potentially problematic in terms of switching classes is that uh while you know wsad and whatnot space for jump are kind of universal um, and left mouse button, obviously, for firing. Shift is basically like a modifier. So shift is run on your um, bridging class. There's a guy that has an assault rifle and right mouse button aim, aims down sights and shift sprints. So it's pretty fucking simple to get your head around. But you shift to another class and shift might be like ground stomp type stuff. Um, or, it, you know, right mouse button might... <laughs> detonate a rocket in midair for instance so it kind of changes and it's a little bit of a like you need to be familiar with all the characters and then you kind of need to rewire your brain after you've Depending switched you pick, yeah yeah but i mean i just did one round per character so it wasn't a problem but i could see that how many characters are they in like they, i know they're mirrored between the teams oh well at this stage there's like eight say total but essentially you would say four yeah, so you only have to shift between four. So this is my this is my concern with Overwatch is that there's 21 shifts. Yeah, uh, they're not, they're lumped into categories, aren't they? Or it doesn't just, matter. Yeah, no, right. they're still they're still quite different. Yeah, they still uh, got their own like abilities and whatnot. And then that yeah, that's the biggest issue with that game is there needs to be a, a like a a lockdown of how many times you can switch characters or something like that. Or they need to lock how many characters can be on each team. Uh, I think we were talking about that in the email last week. Um, the email we got last week, but yeah, they need to lock down how many of each character you can have on one team. Doesn't sound like that's going to be necessity in Lawbreakers though, because it sounds like well, four's, uh, not, four's not final. Like, yeah, they're going to. Um you know, they're expanding. They showed us an, an additional character, uh, additional class, I should say, because there's obviously the mirrored characters, um, mm. that looks kind of more like, a, I guess, a spy role. Yep. I'm struggling to remember what it was called, which is really bad. Um, but How would a spy role, role work in a game where you can't be in, like unseen at any time? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like... They, the fact that they're running around with a pistol when they looked like we didn't actually see it in games, just concept art. They looked really right. thin, uh, yeah. looked like they were built to be fast. They didn't really want to talk too much about abilities. Really wishing I could remember what the fuck the class was. Good work, jet lag brain. <laughs> but like in terms of the other four classes, they they really they really um, worked together well. They played differently. Um, yeah. And you can see that there was like if you preferred a certain play style. 
that um, you would gravitate towards certain classes, but also that switching was kind of advised. Um, there's a, a, a light class called Assassin that's very, very nimble, and they can basically use a grappling hook to get around the map, but instead of it being kind of like Dying Light or Assassin's Creed, um, it's kind of momentum-based, so you can do Batman shit, Job. Mm. Like, run and go through the gravity and use that momentum to then latch onto a corner and then fling around it. Sick. It's fucking awesome. Cool. Um, and she was primarily a melee class. Okay. So she runs, her primary weapon is a sword. Um, and, and they were unashamedly like, like, if you come up against a heavier class head on, you basically run away. But like the satisfaction was flinging in behind these people and before they could turn around, getting in three or four chops to just destroy them pretty fast. There's not a whole lot they could do about it. Um, and being on the receiving end of that as the heavier classes, you know, you, you still go down pretty quick, but like the whole thing of landing behind them, but then they've got like Overwatch, I guess like Battleborn as well. They've got the kind of ultimate abilities, but you don't have to unlock them. They're there from the beginning. There's no like, in match or in round kind of ranking up system leveling whatever it's it's awesome <laughs> and and hers particularly was like she would highlight enemies through walls she would regenerate health per kill and kind of go into a little bit of a frenzy mode uh and these special abilities were between the classes were like um game breakers or, or round winners there's there's one uh, who, whose special ability is to, sh to shoot up into the air and then you can come down and kind of like a ground stomp that will kill people who are close together but it also creates this temporary zero-g environment launches everyone up into the air uh -huh. so that, like if you know that's going to happen or if you're communicating communicating that with your team um like you can set up these awesome plays and everyone knows that everyone's about to jump up in the air the enemy gets taken off guard and you can get these really classy kills but like what i found was most fun were the the jewels when they happened and and it coming down to kind of like you've got a few hit points and you would you know use this I don't know, guy's white mouse button ability that was kind of like a mini short-range force push and some dude was battling me near an edge and trying to get fancy to get behind me and I just force pushed him off the edge and it was <laughs> fucking sick. <laughs> nice. Uh, but, like, yeah, lots of fun. And, and a, a, the kind of game that I found satisfying even when I was kind of on um, some of the Muppet teams, but I imagine I would find immensely... <laughs> fundamentally satisfying when you're playing with a team of people who know what they're doing whether that's your mates which would be obviously the most fun or you know random people and they're going to use a matchmaking system uh that will apparently connect to the amazon dedicated cloud servers um and they've they, they acknowledge that down the track they probably want to add dedicated server and land support and whatnot but right. not for launch which is okay as long as you know as long as the, it works and the dedicated servers are fine and it's matching you up with the right people and and they were very much talked about the fact that they they hate lag and they don't want that to be part of it and they understand with such a fast paced kind of twitchy shooter um that yeah you need to eliminate that possibility yeah that's the most concerning thing i've heard i think all right, otherwise, I'm fucking in, but... Um... Would a Battleborn and Overwatch have dedicated servers? Hey? Uh, yes. Yeah, Overwatch does. Well, like, Battleborn does. Server browser, I mean. Oh, no, not through server browser. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's no server browser. Oh, right. But uh, you this, said there's no dedicated service. No, no. I, what I think he meant by that was like adding it, like adding custom server shit, so private servers and whatnot. Uh, like okay. that will be, that's something on their to-do list down the line. For launch, you do like what you do with Siege, or I don't know, maybe these okay. games where they peer-to-peer matchmake and then they throw you onto a um, dedicated. In this case, and yeah, Amazon okay. dedicated cloud server. Okay. So that is there. That's definitely there. <laughs> cool. Sweet. But yeah, uh, when it when it comes out, or rather when it hits, I think alpha, which will hopefully they will be releasing publicly soon. Who knows? They didn't really want to s- commit to anything. Right. Um, we'll be able to take it for a spin. And nice. You will see, Joby. I think you particularly will love it. Yeah, it sounds like it's up my alley. And it's it's interesting because I was really like I went in wanting an arena shooter. I went in wanting that remake that they talked about starting off with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a little bit of adjusting period, uh, I was like, you know what? This is actually a shitload of fun, and I can't wait to play it with like a few competent players to kind of get that that teamwork synergy going alongside just the individual satisfaction of you know racking up kill sprees with this announcer saying you know, that you're fucking awesome and shit, like, motherfucking triple kill or something like that, like, it's very <laughs> satisfying. <laughs> awesome. Cool. All right, what else we got? Let's talk about Doom now. Yeah. While we're while we're talking arena shooters, or shooters <laughs> even, yep. not arena shooters, but shooters. Doom's fucking garbage. Holy crap. I was, I like, I deleted it before the end of the open beta. Uh... I I was surprised at how bad it seemed to be. It it like to me it just seemed like they had no idea what the fuck they were doing. Luke, did you play it? I played uh, one or two rounds, and then you deleted it. Uh, and then I didn't go back to it. I played many hours of Battleborn. Right? Like, it's, it's, for me, it wasn't even that Battleborn came out, like, and was having its open beta the same weekend, although obviously I spent a lot more time playing that. Uh, Doom, like, everything about it feel, felt off. Like, the worst, I think the worst, not the worst, the biggest indicator that they had no idea what they were doing was that when you double jump, you don't, you have no momentum. You don't carry momentum. You stop in midair. And you just sort of fall to the ground. Yeah, it's like, a punishment. <laughs> how do you fuck that up? How do you not carry on? Like, fuck. It's not like mobility isn't something that they want to have in the game either. Like, obviously, mobility is important to them because they got that fucking vaulting shit, that half, half-assed fucking climbing bullshit in uh, the game. But so it fails half the fucking time. Yeah. Which is a fucking pain in the ass. Like, you never know if it's actually going to work and you're just jumping into a fucking wall for no reason. Um, but, like, yeah. How do, how, like, so it's not like mobility isn't something they wanted to have. They just have no, like, idea that momentum is necessary. Or maybe the fucking engine can't handle the momentum or something. But something's wrong there and it's very fucking wrong. And, I, I couldn't stand it. Like, the more I played it, the more I fucking hated it. I stopped playing, like, the first day, the moment it dropped, I started playing it. I could only play in team, team Deathmatch. I didn't have a lot of fun, but I'm like, eh, we'll see. We'll see if how we go with uh, that other mode. What's the other mode where the 
area moves. Warpath. Warpath. Um, yeah, I'm like, yeah, we'll play some Warpath and see how we go. And Warpath is definitely, uh, I like it as a mode. I think it's an interesting mode and it has some legs. And uh, in a different game that wasn't shit, it'd be worth playing. But uh, in this, it's just, I mean, how uh, how does how do demons fit in to a, a mode like a, a game like Warpath where, I mean... They have 300 health. They fire rockets that travel roughly triple the speed of your rockets. So at least while you basically suicide fucking run directly at the demon while it stands on the fucking cat point, at least you're not directly feeding the other team's score, right? But that's about all you can say about it. Otherwise, yeah, like you just fucking... In team deathmatch, the moment someone has a demon, it's fucked. You have to try and surround it as a team and then fucking ping it from all sides because everyone's going to die. The fast firing four rockets at once shit is an instant kill to anyone in any, like the splash damage is also much larger than a normal rocket launcher. So, yeah, it does way too much damage. It has too much health. It moves a lot faster. It's able to fucking jet uh, jetpack. Like, this isn't quad damage. This is fucking every single power-up ever combined into one. And it's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking idiotic. What the yep. fuck were they thinking? Because that, that's where they've gotten confused because the great thing about quad damage or haste or invisibility or regeneration is that it is single purpose. So, yeah. And, and it is temporary. Like, temporary as fuck. Yeah. Not Demon was like at least a minute. Yeah, it seems like a minute. It seems like fucking an hour or some shit. A competent player can tip the balance so in favor of their team that there's literally no point playing after that. Yeah. Like, unless you have that same competent player on your team who can kind of ultimately steal the demon, because that's what it all becomes about. It's it's basically they should call every mode steal the fucking demon. Yeah. And what I found annoying about it was because what they pitched was this idea that, yes, it randomly spawns, which is obviously essential, but that it would have a decent enough timer that you can make it to the area to contest it. Over it. Yeah. Yeah. Not this fucking five Four second seconds. Job, yeah. Which just rewards luck over anything. And, and is that filthy casual idea of everyone gets a go. Yeah. Um, but is just bullshit and, and devastating. And yeah, it just shat me that it wasn't like a modern shooter, but it had lots of modern shooters in it. It wasn't an arena shooter. It was so confused about what it wanted to be that it was in this fucked middle zone mm-hmm. where it did nothing right mm-hmm. like it doesn't stand up next to the call of duty idea that it's trying to mirror with its fucking perk system which is or hacks rather hacks which is dangerous as fuck you know they're going to start impacting weapon damage they've mm-hmm. already impacted armor they'll probably add in some fucking health regen shit so immediately they've taken it more and more away from straight skill base uh-huh. and and more towards like you know manage your perks pick the easy win shit um the loadout system is ugh, like you can't you can't spawn on an even footing if you've got this weird loadout system and why would you pick anything other than the super shotgun why would you ever pick the fucking rocket launcher when it's utter garbage when you could get the super shotgun which does more damage and is more accurate and fires and like does its damage faster. Like, oh, Christ. And the gorse cannon. 
Sorry, <sighs> sorry to drag us off topic, but the Gorse Cannon is the most the most idiotic fucking idea for a fucking uh, weapon I've ever seen. It's it's not enough that it's an insta insta gib every single time. It has an assist. It one hundred percent assists the fucking player because I know for a fact that I wasn't pinpoint accurate on my aim, but it'd still hit people. So that's an interesting way of looking at it. To me, my interpretation was that it was like the crosshair wasn't indicative of its kill um, width, and it was killing motherfuckers outside of that, but that might make more sense. Yeah, it's it's assisting the player. It's not the lag, because I was getting like 150 ping. <laughs> oh, God. Like, does it have fucking... Are they dedicated servers? Like Alle- allegedly. Yeah, that's that's what, that's what I was told. But I don't think it like was peer to peer. I think it was peer to peer because I was uh, who was I talking to? Maybe Job. Um, yeah. That like I started off with pings of about a hundred, and it was fluctuating between hundred and one hundred and fifty. So that's a decent swing for a dedicated server. And I kept getting like the lowest uh, ping on my server and no everyone else would be like triple digit pings yeah and so i i figured i like i i yeah they told me it was a dedicated server but i i had american sure I guys my team. every single fucking time yeah and, or yeah and there were americans connecting and shit like that like but yeah yeah that's okay. fucked and uh, it, it, yeah it was just like i, th- I hope that someone snap maps uses the the mod tools to create what it could and should have been there's nothing wrong with double jump like you said as long as you can preserve your momentum yeah uh, there's nothing wrong with adding things that are escapability or the idea that you've gotten close enough to allege that you know why not let them just get the fuck over it yeah there was like idiot decisions like that gun that the static rifle i think that charges when you're moving yep. um it would stop charging when you were vaulting and i'm like but that's movement why the fuck is my weapon? Why am I being punished to use your stupid mechanic? Like, wow. Just shit like that. And yeah, you're absolutely right about the, like the rocket speed and splash on the demon. That should be what the rocket speed and splash is on the rocket launcher. Yep. But either there was problems with hit registry because those damage numbers certainly weren't indicative of base 100. Health. I never worked out what the fuck they meant. I, I- I, I could I couldn't conceptualize what you were talking about with it last week. Like <laughs> I, it just didn't it. it didn't make any sense. But yeah, once I played it, it's like yeah, they don't they don't like the numbers don't line up because you get to see how much health they've got afterwards, and they've always got more or like it just doesn't marry. The two fucking concepts never marry, and you're like, what the fuck? Is yeah. That? So the only reason you would have damage numbers in a first-person shooter that spo- like, plays at a, at a decent pace, not an amazing, it's not super fast pace like they claim yeah. it is, um, is as an, a learning tool, right? Like as an educator. And if you're dying and then going, why does this motherfucker have 60 health after I just shot him three times with a super shotgun and point blank and got 55 damage, allegedly, off each one? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure, and again... Did please or Bethesda listen and fucking at least create a video that explains all this shit? I'm pretty sure they glow when they've got armor, so there's no yeah they bleed when that. they don't. Did you pick up on that? Uh, you were saying it. I honestly couldn't work it out. Right, like, I, I tried. Is, it seemed to make sense. Like it definitely makes sense um, that that is what it indicates, but I 
I couldn't like 100% say for certain that that's what was happening. All oh, right, so you Does saw it the glow. To, but yeah, I saw the glow. Yeah, I definitely yeah. saw the glow and I saw the blood. And so, yeah, my initial, like after you said it, I'm like, yeah, well, of course that, that that's what it is. But then you look and sometimes blood spurts out and they've still got armor left and uh, what? Yeah, and also your point the other week, which was when you shoot them, does it take off armor and health or does it chip through armor like a modern shooter before it starts to take off health? Yeah. Is it treated like an overshield? Who the fuck knows? And like, this is supposed to be an accessible game. That's yeah. the biggest problem. And there's it's, like big questions. I, I, I actually got to the bottom of that one though. It's definitely an overshield. It's right. definitely okay. shield on top of health, which is garbage. But yeah. that still makes it like, shit and weird and confusing you know what i mean like yeah like, why would you double down if i'm correct and it is they flash when they've got armor that's a really simple visual cue that doesn't yeah. add any weird numbers and noise that don't align with base 100 uh health and armor scale yeah. so you know that if i shoot you and you glow i know oh shit i'm gonna have to hit you more you yep. might be able to like if we're in a fair fight we're hitting each other tit for tat with the same weapon you're probably gonna win it like this yep. is feeding me all of the information that i need these damage numbers and they change color. Mm. Like I was trying to figure it out. I was watching a video and sometimes they're red, sometimes they're yellow. I'm like, what does that mean? Is, is, is that mean that like red is good damage? Yellow is medium damage. And no, is, is red a kill shot? Like, I just couldn't like, if you've got that there, it needs to be like the right kind of learning tool. And it just wasn't, it was just shit and frustrating. But it's not the worst thing about it. No, just another in a long list. Oh, did you try to rocket jump, Joby? Yes. How'd that go for you? Yeah. What a fucking, what a fucking disappointment. I don't, I stood there, fucking, I don't know, half around, trying. Because the first time I did it, I'm like, uh, I've probably fucked this up. I'm probably get, getting the timing off because it's slow. Uh, <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I hate how much of Quake is in it. I hate how much of Quake is in it, like blatantly, to the point where they've ripped off all of the pickups, except for the fucking demon and the gas rifle um, mm. from Quake. Those four are just not even renamed. They're just, yep, yep, you know this one from Quake. Um, mm. The jump pads, the emphasis on verticality, uh, but yep. what, a, what a disappointment. There's nothing about it that screams doom to me over Quake. Right, but there's nothing about it that screams quake, uh, like as it should be. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's doom wearing a fucking. It's like, yeah, doom wearing a fucking quake skin or some shit. Like it's, it's this weird, but it's not doom either. It's like this fucking. Oh yeah, I'm doom, and it's it's actually skinned quake alive, like while quake was still alive, and then wrapped it. Like, uh, it's putting the lotion on its skin and shit. <laughs> what, what is Doom multiplayer, though? I'm not trying to get philosophical here, but I never played Doom 3, and I missed Doom 1 and 2. Definitely. I didn't play Doom 3 multiplayer all that much. You did, didn't you, Luke? Luke did. Yeah. Doom 3 multiplayer was, like, a four-player arena. Um, but slower, right? Very slow, yeah. Very like, slow. Like the single-player, did it? Did it match up with what was happening in the single player? Yeah, it focused a lot on lighting as well, um, but very small based uh, arenas. So and it didn't was, seem like their focus at all. But that was a technical limitation, which is why when hardware got better and they released that expansion pack, 
um, mm-hmm. you were able to up it. Like mm-hmm. the player count doubled. Ooh. I don't know if there's anything wrong with eight player deathmatch in the right size, or, or but I found a lot. I don't know about you, Joey. I found that. Even though I thought the maps, to their credit, were well designed, like they were small, uh, very easy to learn, still some like little nuances and shit. I liked being able to double jump and, and get into the vents and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I still found that there was a lot of time when I'd be running around in fucking circles, like with nobody, mm-hmm. nobody in front of me. And what I found was that, and I guess it's not really their fault, but like the player base was treating it like call of duty which was stay around the area where shit tends to spawn so everyone was hanging around the middle yeah instead of kind of skirting around the edges and like you'd be like strafe jumping past some dude who was doing what you were doing the opposite way and you get mm-hmm. into a fight and you end up back out in the middle where the big pickup is and you'd have a fight there and but like there was always just fighting happening yeah found a lot of empty space for a for a small map i think when i got in a lot of people who are expecting a, an arena shooter uh, were playing. Yeah. And so um, I was like, people were doing laps, which was good for me because I was able to get a lot of kills. The entire, like the all the games I played, maybe 10 or 12 games I played, uh, I wasn't not in the top three once. Like I was in the top three every single fucking game. Because um, it's like... It was everyone was playing like at that point everyone was playing like it was Quake and everyone was fucking hating it <laughs> because it wasn't. Um, but it meant that I could just sort of I was able to sort of just do the shit that I expected to be able to do um, and still get a lot of kills. And obviously, you know, you, if you're doing laps, then you're statistically more likely to be near the random spawn of the fucking demon rune, um, which means you can get the demon rune and just ch- chalk up your fucking points really easy whenever it happens. And it's very easy to stay alive as the demon because you've got fucking shitloads of health and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I was noticing a lot of laps, which was... I, I thought it was good, but um, on the other hand, you'd, you would always encounter... Like, on your laps, you'd always encounter the same two or three people in that one sort of area where pickups tended to be like the gorse rifle or where action tended to happen, like the bridge, the bridge on that fucking hellish map. Yeah. Um, people just sort of fucking hung around there a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to know that I wasn't alone. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was really disappointed. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, um, I'll be very surprised to see if they can fucking salvage it. Well, my thing is, like, the thing I find strangest is they seem to be going in the absolute right direction for the single player. Like, you know, this emphasis on forward momentum, high lethality, you need to kill to get health, ammo. That shit sounds fucking awesome, and I just kind of wish that that was the multiplayer high lethality, that even if they got rid of, you know, your health and the armor drops that you had to literally get kills to get that shit back, that would be sick. Mm. I also yeah. found that the, um, the the takedowns were goofy as fuck. Oh, I, like... Kept teleporting through people, like, because... Yep. Yeah. They, like, the only time I got... I, I never did a takedown, and the only times I got ta- taken down, it was some fucking warp 
shit. Like people would walk across to me and kick me in the dick, and then I die. <laughs> yeah, like what the, the fuck just happened? It was the range was way too generous. And yeah. Then if you got super up in each other's faces, when is, is when I used I liked a melee, especially if it's a melee system that takes down people really fast and kind of humiliates them. Uh huh. You would get like stuck clipping through each other. Mm-hmm. And you'd just be mashing the button, and it would just be a crapshoot. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, we'll determine that the other guy wins. Oh, Nathan wins this one." Like, mm-hmm. but I loved that. Like, loved. I did like that you could shift. What do they call that shift? You can run through two tunnels. Huh? You know when you can like run through players? You can't block. Clip. When they're not physical. Anyways, yeah. Clip. Clip. Because it meant that I could shoot through my stupid teammates when they're trying oh, yeah. to steal yeah. kills, which was fucking uh-huh. awesome. And also when they were blocking the doorways and whatnot, like you could just send a rocket salvo through them, uh, which was great. But again, why can't they make that for the your team and then the other team is solid so that you actually have some physicality in terms of being able to do a brutal takedown because if you run into someone and you stop, you know that's an enemy and I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that would save the game though. So is it. Uh, one more game. Yeah, Mafia 3. Oh, man. What do you want to know? Is it awesome? Uh, is it good? Yeah, I had lots of fun with it. Played it on um, PC. It's a very cool. early version. They had the, it maxed out, I think, because um, yeah. it was it was running probably around 30, and sometimes dipped a little bit below that. But obviously, that'll be sorted out down the mm-hmm. track. But uh, it did certainly show off a gorgeous game. I love the um, – I mean, everyone, I'm assuming, by now knows the setup – which is that it's a reversal. It's not a rags to riches of some Italian guy who's rising through the ranks of the mob. It's it's about a guy who's oh, like an African-American guy who's um, kind of adopted family is killed by the mob. And so he just determines to take down the entire mob yep. in this particular space. Uh, and yeah, they've kind of like, um, it's a bit more brutal, but I think that probably has a lot to do with the fact that it's just a lot prettier. Mafia games have always been prettier, but you know, the closer that you get to a more realistic art style when you're holding a Bowie knife to some guy's neck and stabbing the fuck out of him with it later, it kind of is quite brutal, especially when the camera moves in on their faces and they're screaming and whatnot. Um, <laughs> immensely satisfying. But the the gunplay, God, I had a lot of fun with that. It's you know, oh, yeah. years of war style cover based shooter and I think yeah. from memory Mafia's kind of always had that or at least the second one did the cover based stuff but you can now vault over cover so uh, and and moving around is really important because they love throwing grenades they love throwing molotovs or they love flanking and not just shooting you but they'll come up behind you and try to like beat the shit out of you or get you in a or grab you or whatever I was able to to stop that thankfully um, but you don't you don't last very long, so they really want you to use cover. You can't just run in with your double-barrel shotgun and kind of kill everyone and hope to survive if you're running up against four or five guys. You really need to be zipping between cover and sort of blind firing and then aiming and shooting and then relocating, which is good. Like It, it added a lot of this kind of action movie-style frantic nature to the shootouts. And the guns, my God, they just, they've just nailed them in terms of how they sound and how they feel. Um, and, and cool little things like an SMG can't just be used over extreme range. Like it starts to lose accuracy pretty yeah, quickly cool. and you can't, yeah, it's not that one gun kind of dominates all, at least not from what I played. Um, and, and more of an open approach to the levels. You can, you can stealth in, you can, before 
taking on a certain mission, you can do a, like a wiretap in the area that will highlight the enemies at that location, but will also give the option to kill the lion. So there's this enemy type called a squealer, um, and they will run for the phone. Oh, yeah. So it's in your best interest to take them down first, but you can also use that as a distraction. If you've taken down the phone lines, you can kind of upset him and he runs off to take the phone, like call in reinforcements and that doesn't happen, um, which I never tried. I was too busy killing people. Nice. And then you've got this like weird little voodoo doll thing that you can, it's like a distraction. You throw it and it makes noise and people get distracted or you can whistle to attract them. So it's got, you know, some fairly decent stealth systems at play. Plus you can pick up bodies and relocate them which always helps in games that try to push the stealth angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a lot of fun doing that and using silenced weapons to kind of get sneaky headshots. And, and the incentive for playing stealth is that you get additional narrative options. And, you know, the game was a little bit glitchy what I played, so I missed out on one because someone spotted me when they shouldn't have, so I didn't get to see what that payoff was. Um, uh. Going balls to the wall, though, is a lot of fun. And ammo runs out surprisingly quickly so again kind of like what we're talking about with doom single player you need to be moving forward um you know kind of moving over their bodies to collect whatever ammo they've dropped or even as i was doing switching out weapons because you've really only got apart from your grenades and uh not apart from your grenades you've only got a pistol and uh a primary or two weapons i should say because you can switch out the pistol for whatever you want so a shotgun and a tommy gun was my favorite Nations. Mm-hmm. Shooting through cover, like cover and whatnot, tearing tearing offices to shreds during massive shootouts. Heaps of fun. Um, and it, you know, it looks very pretty. Uh, the driving is, as would be expected, solid. Um, they've got little. Dude, uh, 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 before before you just blast through on the fucking driving. Yeah. Fuel. Do you have a fuel gauge? No, not that Fuck. I. Fuck. <laughs> Do the cops get into you if you run red lights? They didn't want to talk about that. They didn't for my demo, because that's exactly what I asked. I said in previous Mafia games, you know, the cops would be on you for running red lights and stop signs, which was awesome. Yeah. And speeding. Speeding, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speeding but um, they were really, they said, we're not talking about the full extent of what they do, which seemed weird thing mm. to not want to talk about. Um, but they were only really responding to... Maybe they're still working on the agent systems to get the cops to actually recognize a red light run. Yeah, that's true. They did. They did. It um, can't be pretty fucking complicated because they got to recognize when you're doing it and when like other AI is doing it and shit like that. And I mean, it, speeding is easier. So maybe they've only got one of them in because I know that's what happened with Mafia too. Oh, really? They got speeding in, but they couldn't do red light. Oh, that sucks. I hope that they have them both back because I think that was one of the coolest features about it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, was just like the cops became a threat for more than, you know, randomly mowing down pedestrians and whatnot. Like they were like, ooh, shit, I'd better maybe behave here if I don't want to attract attention. Um, they did talk about in my interview with the main man, Hayden Blackman, adding um, – in certain areas, because you play an African American character, and this is like the nineteen late nineteen sixties in the South, so it's quite racist. Mm. Um, that you will just be kind of rolling down the street, and some racist white NPC will see you and just decide to report you to cops just for being black, and the cops will turn up and treat you differently because you're black. Which you know, wow, 
Yeah, which sounds really interesting. I, I, the area that I played in, that either that mechanic wasn't there or people didn't care. Yeah. But like, I, th- I love that idea of adding um, the, the whole idea of you know you don't want to run into innocents or you should feel bad if you run into them. But these kind of NPCs who are jerks, you're like, should I beat you or shoot you? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I played a couple of hours and I really liked what I played. There was you know, some story hints that I don't really want to go into Going because yeah. the, the biggest, I know nothing that was spoiled by like, especially as a fan of mafia, I don't want that spoiled. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed that, that Vito, the protagonist of the first game is one of your lieutenants oh, Okay. in this one. Um, one of a few. So you've got these different lieutenants and, and once you, uh, there's nine regions and there's two rackets per region, which basically has everything to do with your main quest. So you have to take over each racket to be able to say claim the region. But every time you take over a racket, you can assign it to one of your lieutenants and you will get perks and money based on that, but it will also make them happy or unhappy based on your decisions. Now, they, again, didn't want to talk about how that would play out in the end, but there seems to be a suggestion that there might be some backstabbing if you don't want to keep certain ones happy. Um, and certainly the Irish guy was very pissed at me and my save because um, whatever they'd done to date, he hadn't been basically given anything and the black chick had been given basically everything and then I was rewarding Vito because he was my boy and I loved playing as him in the, in the second game. So yeah, he was he was raging at me by the end of the that section when I didn't give it to him. <laughs> Damn. All right, that sounds awesome. Fuck. Yes, I agree. And I'm really hanging out for it. They didn't want to talk release dates. I would not at all be surprised if it's not coming into next year. Yeah. Bummer. I would love to see it this year. Um, and it's not to say that what I played was like super broken or whatever. There was some bugs and some crashes and whatnot, but like nothing that. I'm sure they aren't working on right now, but like, yeah, they, they, the fact that they didn't talk about a release date made me kind of think, oh shit, this one's probably going to slip into 2017. Hmm. Um, did they mention anything about like that, that original launch trailer had the three extra characters that were standing alongside the main guy. Like there's no talk of a co-op or anything like that, or were they just part of the story or something? Uh, no, they're, they're your lieutenants. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're the people that you kind of, like, uh, you go into your weapons wheel and bring up a sub-menu that lets you call in them for different services. So the Irish guy will bring in a, a supply car. So basically, before you go and storm somewhere, you can go and call in a mobile weapons store, basically. Get all your your um, health packs and your armor. Change out your weapons. So go to stealth weapons if you want silences, or go loud, or whatever you want to do. Um, you call up uh, the other guy. Bring oh no, the Irish guy does this as well. He brings in a car, so you can say, "Bring in my car." You kind of got like the the president guard earpiece thing going on, like the CIA earpiece, so you can mm-hmm. be in constant communication with them. And the chick you call in to take your money, because if you die you lose what's in your wallet, so you want to send that back to your stash. On top of that, though, when you're actually doing missions, you can call in, you call up Vito, because he's the boss, uh, not the boss, but he's like the best, in my opinion, uh, and he calls in four shotgun-wielding Italian mobsters to go and help you, and unlike your average game where NPCs fucking suck, you basically compete with these guys for kills, because they are brutal. Yeah, awesome. They're super deadly, like they cleared 
half of a, and a like a base for me. They're just super aggro with their shotguns, and they were devastating motherfuckers left, right, and center. I really enjoyed that. Cool. So yeah, um, I'm as a fan of the series. I am looking forward to it even more now, um, and hoping that they kind of offer some fucking resolution for the end of Mafia Two. Yeah. What happened to Joe? I don't really remember the end of Mafia 2, to be honest. Oh, I remember it tied into oh, Mafia 1. Yes. Yeah, I remember that, but... Oh, that bit mm. was fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember the rest of it. Mm. <laughs> that was the ending, right? No, no, no. <laughs> no? That was somewhere near the middle. The ending was... Um, uh, they're supposed to have made a deal for protection, and they get in separate cars, you and your mate Joe... And as you drive off the car with Joe, uh, the Joe's in kind of veers off down a side street and you're like, what the fuck's happening? And the guy says, well, we made a deal, but it doesn't include him. So did he die? You know, what happened? We don't know. And that was kind of how it ended. And even though they had DLC, none of the DLC, to my knowledge, explored that. To my research, I should say, explored that. I should go back and play them because I fucking love those games. Yeah, they're very good. Um, I don't know. I think uh, they'll like have to push it out this year, won't they? They they don't have much else. Two K. Well, they got basketball staples, don't they? Basketball, wrestling, Battleborn. Yeah, Battleborn is like soon though. It's like next month. I'm talking about end of year stuff. Oh, basketball, right? (laughs) Isn't that kind of like their FIFA? Yeah, yeah, that's their money maker. Yeah, I think they're stressing. I don't know. And wrestling, yeah. Wrestling, well, wrestling, yeah. Here and there. It depends on how they go this year, I guess. Yeah. Last year it went well, though. Maybe they're okay with releasing it at early 2017, I suppose. Well, they'd like, still get it within this financial, or the next financial year, right? So, I mean, they've got to get it inside that window, right? At the very least. But I would be surprised if it got pushed to next year. Oh, I like your attitude. Yes, let's go with what you said. Yeah, I feel like it will. I, I don't know. I just don't think they've... They, they they don't tend to push games back at the start of the year, those type of games. Like, their Grand Theft Autos are usually in towards the end of the year and that sort of stuff. Yeah, but that Rockstar Crunch isn't really the same as the 2K Crunch, right? Yeah, they're not real. They can delay shit the day before it releases and they know that everyone's still going to buy it. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Anyway, yeah, I'm keen anyway. as well. Like, I really like the last two. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's do some news and then wrap this crazy train up. We can do oh, that. And an email. Email. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I think the email was related to something we talked about before. It was. Shall we do that first? <laughs> sure. All right. Have you got it open? I do. Todd writes in, thoughts on Battle Bjorn? <laughs> Hey guys, I've been listening to the podcast to get your thoughts on Overwatch as I signed up for the beta, but because I am a pleb, I never received an invite. Being a massive fan of both Team Fortress 2 and Dota 2, as well as Blizzard's other games, I figured that this would be my next go-to game. Hearing you guys talk about the game's flaws and toxic players, along with the fact that the hype train ran out of coal a couple of months back, made me glad to hear you mention Bottle Barn. Firstly, Brittle Bean's story mode was fantastic. Missions were charming and funny, as you would expect from the creators of Borderlands, and I generally had a really good time playing them. 
The multiplayer was fun, but after a few games, I started wondering about the viability of competitive play. Maybe it was the characters I chose or the lack of knowing which aspect of the gameplay should be prioritized. Kills, creep pushing, collecting shards, etc. But the overall experience felt a bit pedestrian. Don't get me wrong, I had fun playing the game, but it didn't really hook me like I hoped it would. What your experiences with the game? I pretty much only played solo queue and had a hell of a lot more fun in Bottleborg than I would have solo queuing in Dota. I'm just hesitant to drop the $70 as without a crew to play it with, I feel it will get old pretty quickly. Cheers, guys. Love the podcast. Heckles. Uh, so we talked about our thoughts earlier. Uh, so I, I was, I, I didn't mention this before, but I was thinking that uh, I worry that 2K are going to price themselves out of a brilliant game. Like Evolve. They, with Evolve, yeah. I, I worry about them. I, I, I don't know if they have... Um, because Battleborn has Battleborn has a um a single player campaign that I think might have some legs to it, but uh so so maybe it is worth the full price, mm-hmm. but uh I think a lot of people are going to be turned off. Like I, I think a lot of people f- primarily think of it as um first person dota and they're not going to they're going to look at overwatch which you can buy for 50 ish bucks um although they're desperately trying to hide your ability to buy the cheap version of the game instead of the origins edition um but yeah you can buy it for cheap uh for 50 ish bucks or you can get the 70 dollar version with all all the add-ons and shit whatever that fucking brings i can't quite remember um so Blizzard are selling that one and they're going to look at Battleborn and think, oh, you know, more people are going to play Overwatch, probably going to be easy to get a game, maybe I'm better off going into Overwatch when really um, Battleborn has, yeah, the full single-player experience. I, I don't know. It's I, I wonder if they're pricing themselves out. I don't know if they are, though. I don't. I personally think I would probably... I, I would smack money down for it. Um like I, I would personally, but that, on the other hand, I, I have the benefit of knowing that I'll be able to play with you, Wenguses. So, like, I, I know I've got a team to play with. If I were playing solo, I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe I could make some friends using matchmaking for the story missions. And, like, it's worked before. Mm-hmm. I've... I've made friends in um, multiplayer games that have carried across. Like fucking Borderlands was pretty good for Steam friends who played other games with me and shit like that. Um, so yeah, I don't know, maybe, but uh, I don't know. It's rough. What do you guys think? Seventy bucks. Yeah, I think like like Siege gets that stigma, like about it being yep. uh, you know a full price game or a, you know it wasn't really a full price game. It was a sixty dollar game. In mm. Australia, yep. um, but people saying you know a hundred dollar game that uh, didn't have any single player and it feels like a free to play game. Like, what the heck? Um, so mm. I, I, like I don't know if it's, people are going to see it the same way. Maybe reviewers actually review this one because it's coming out at a time that's not busy. Yep. Um, so maybe that'll help it, but otherwise I, I don't know how it's going to pan out. It's got single player, so 
you know, there is that. I did. I didn't really like single player, but if you like that sort of Borderlands style single player, but not as funny, my opinion. Um, sure, but yeah, I think I don't know how much fun you'd be able to have by yourself. I know it does have a solo mode. Yeah, I think it really is dependent on playing with other people but I don't think you have to play with a lot of people like there's a lot of games that we play either the two or three of us and even though it's great to have a full squad in any game so you can control a lot more and, and know you know know everyone yeah, yeah know who's covering what strengths and weaknesses and if there's classes involved who's dropping health who's dropping you know that sort of shit makes mm. it a whole lot easier um, and I think I feel sorry for, for developers who design games to be that tight squad experience mm-hmm. uh, when you know the reality is that probably a lot of people won't be able to find four people to play at the same time actually you saying that though made me remember that when um when our other two players dropped out, Luke and I were playing together, and I still like just the two of us, just having one other person that you could play alongside made it that much better, like so much better an experience. Like it, it's definitely best when you've got five people all playing at once. But just like Rainbow, like if you can just play with one other person alongside you, it's still significantly better than playing alone. Just like Battlefront. Yes. <laughs> Shoehorn that in. Oh, God. It's... Oh. <laughs> you got to reinstall it, Job. you got the season pass, don't you? Yeah, i got to look into Origin. I'd be, no, I'd be very interested to hear your thoughts. I do want to check it out. I, I'm pretty sure I reinstalled it just to check out for the <gasps> season pass, so Gosh. I have it installed already. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, thanks for the... That was a great email. Thank you. And I like to, all your different names for Battleborn. I hope we make this a thing. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Hankles. Good emails. Uh, write us right into us at the gapodcast.gmail.com. Yep. Uh, and, yeah. Or, or drop us a message on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash the GA podcast. Yes, correct. Nailed it. First time. Boom. Let me go. Yep. Okay. News. Um... What do we put on there? Ah, World of Warcraft Legion is uh, has a release date now, 30th of August this year. 30th of August. Joe, yeah. you getting back in? Fucking, I saw the I saw the press release. I'm like, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it. <laughs> you will do it. Didn't you say last time when they announced it and you went overseas that you're going to get back in? Yep, I think yeah. I will. I'm pretty sure I will. I want to check it out. I want I want it to be good. I want to believe. And always 30 seems like probably the worst possible fucking time for it to happen. Why wouldn't they do it on August the 15th or something? Nobody has anything August the 15th. Fuck. Yeah. <sighs> what else is happening on August 30? I don't know. September's like a day away, two days away. So, like, I'm yeah, sure everyone. shit will be coming out. No, that's when the crazy period starts. But, like, exactly. not usually the first week of September. So, I think they've deliberately gone... With that angle of like, we've beat everyone to September. They probably created a new release window, which pissed me off more. Hmm. It's nice uh, to become crowded two years from now. Oh, the old end of August release. Fire and Ice comes out on the 27th of September. So. Is, is that a Sonic? Did you say? It's, it's a Sonic game. Sonic game. Okay. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> um, so, new, new hero class, Demon Hunter. Yep. Uh, artifact weapons, new content, the Broken Isles, um, boost to level 100. So you can, Nathan, you can play. Just get a level 100 character straight away. 
I have zero interest in World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, wait till we're all playing together. Yeah, in a group. Still have zero interest in World of Warcraft. I'll need to find a guild that I can, like, get into and then get kicked out of. Leroy Jenkins. Uh, I was always kicked out for being, like, a mad... Like, just a niggling dickhead. <laughs> like, just... I'd be like, oh... Hey, I only just joined this guild, but but my DPS is like the second best in in the guild. Mm-hmm. Is that because like do? I, but I I don't really have that good gear. Are you guys really bad at this game? Or what? And it'd eat at people. It'd just be, eat at people. Can you be bad at WoW? Is that a thing? Yeah, definitely. Talk to all my whole guild mates. <laughs> Because <laughs> they'd be so willing to admit to that, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they had to. Bad. I had Stats DPS. don't lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Read the maths, bitches. Uh, fuck, I was just the worst kind of player. <sighs> but, you know, I got results, so what are you going to do? Um, yeah, I'll probably play it. Yeah, fine. Yeah. You'll do it. Who, who am I fooling? Did you play the last one? You didn't, did you? Oh. You know, catch up. But this one seems like it's up my alley. It's hardcore. Or it's heading in that direction anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, the, what was it? Next one. PlayStation Neo. PlayStation Neo. So we talked Still about rumor. this, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. PlayStation 4, uh, 4.5 or 4. Uh, 4K. Yeah. Um, which was, I guess, a story that came out of GDC that uh, developers were talking about. but uh, And then I think Eurogamer confirmed from some of their sources that it was a thing as well. Um, and then today, Giant Bomb has um, got some more information on it. They've got some specs that are floating around now, as well as a code name, which is Neo. I guess that kind of fits into their Morpheus um, code name as well, right? Oh, nice. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So the specs are pretty... Um, accurate as to what the rumors were which was the gpu seems to be the main thing that they're they're focusing on so this one uh will have a uh, higher frequency and more cores attached to it nearly mm-hmm. close to double um yep. whereas the cpu gets a bit of a bump it's using the same uh same cpu it's just getting a 5.5 gigahertz um so 500 megahertz upgrade and then the memory is getting a little bit of a increase as well but not too much so just in terms of speed. Um, but yeah, it's the GPU that seems to be getting the most thing in there. Um, the the documentation that came out of this was that the games that will be released will have to support both consoles. Um, and one will be a um, like your regular one that I guess everybody's got. And then the new one will support things like 4K, uh, better frame rates, and, and that sort of stuff. VR. Better, better VR. VR. Yeah. yeah. I guess smoother experiences, which is the main thing you want from that. Not necessarily resolution, but so that it runs nicely, so you don't throw up everywhere. Uh, so, dream. yeah, the dream, not throwing up. Hopefully, I guess we'll find out some more info next. Uh, do you think they'll announce this before E3, or this will be like their big thing at E3? Because E3 is like a month away. Uh, I don't know. Hasn't the ship sailed? You think it's it's time for them to start talking about it now? 
I think so. No, I mean, if if it if it's real, yeah. I reckon we hear something before, say, May twelfth. Like halfway through May, they say, "Hey, this is it. Yep. You'll find, you know, I guess basic information, and then be like, you'll find more about it at E three in yep. two weeks." Yeah. Yeah, I think it's they've got to come out and start addressing some of the rumors because it's just they'll put themselves in the situation where I guess the kind of thing that happened with the Xbox one where the rumors kind of got out about it having all these features and by the time that everybody came up with their own conclusions, it was too late. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. They got to get in front of it. They got to, yeah, jump in, um, squash all the rumors and... Uh, get some better information out there as opposed to leaked leaked details because all this stuff is pretty spot on. Like you can't have three credible websites now saying that they've all got their own sources feeding them information. Yeah, um, this is far from a rumor now. It's pretty solid information. No, it's still a rumor. It's not a rumor. <laughs> it is a rumor. Just because they got confirmed sources doesn't mean it's not a rumor. It's still fucking technically a rumor. No. Uh, okay. Speaking of rumors, um, oh, we deleted that one. <laughs> yeah, we had Red Dead Redemption. Sorry, Red Dead. Uh, what were we calling it? Red Dead Revenge. Red Dead Revenge. Red Dead Revenge. Uh, leaked a map. Yeah, someone leaked a map. Um, and apparently, has an area in it related to Mafia Three or some shit. Yeah, New Bordeaux. Right, which is the Mafia Three place which is would be cool if they're going to kind of link up those universes hmm. i think that would be an interesting step yes it would but probably unlikely right very unlikely um probably just a nice little in joke or something um and it's like a reference chart anyway so it might just be a fucking internal Name joke at the moment yeah yeah well, they'll yeah. just push development back for another year and say, fuck them, they found out, so we'll just change it completely. Yeah. yeah. You, might. Can. you know what? Uh, fuck all of them. Yeah. We gotta go make Bully 2. Bully 2. <laughs> yep. That's, That's what the world wants. Sorry? That's what the world wants, right? Bully yeah. 2. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's it. That's all news. Nothing else. Cool. No emails, because we've already read them. Um, so we'll wrap things up, right? Yep. Okay. Yes. We can wait for 15 minutes when the new Mafia trailer comes out. We can no. just make dead air. I don't watch trailers. <laughs> you don't watch game trailers anymore? I don't watch any trailers at all. Anymore. <laughs> okay. Serious? No, not serious. But <laughs> I'm not waiting 15 minutes. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, you can email us at gapodcast at gmail.com. We're on facebook.com slash gapodcast. We're on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, and maybe soon to be the Google Store. Did you look into this, Job? Yeah, it's it only work. fucking US and Canada. Fuck them. Such garbage. Just get it us on Pocket Casts. We're on Pocket Casts. You can find us yeah. on Casts on video games. Yeah. Um, which you can use on Android. We're also on uh, twitter.com slash gapodcast. You can follow us on that. Uh, someone recently said, why do we not have more followers than what we've got? Uh, that's a good question. Good question. You should follow us. Um, follow us. And our website, thegapodcast.com, where you can find all the uh, latest episodes as well. And Thanks. you can download it from there directly if you want to. Helps us get hits. That's it. 
for this week. Um, you can find me at twitter.com slash lukelaurie and survivor.com for writing. Job is at... Joby Jojo? What? Where are you at this week? Red Bull. Redbull.com. Redbull.com slash games something or other. Redbull.com something. Click on more. Go to esports. <laughs> slash au slash en slash games. No, don't go to esports. Just go to games. Um, we had some good interviews go up with the um, Oceanic Pro League teams. Uh, we talked to Legacy Esports. And we also talked to the Chiefs. And by we, I mean Nate. I talked to one of them. And Jaden Perry. Very uh, nice. Which is pretty cool. I, I'm actually really liking that we're getting to cover um, esports in Australia a bit better. Because I think we're doing it in a way that is properly engaging. And I think people are going to... Um, I think it's, it's going to start, I don't know, reaping very soon. I mean, we're already getting shitloads of hits, but people are starting to recognize that Red Bull is, is a place to go for esports-related content. And it's like good esports-related content. It's information directly from the players themselves and stuff. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Very exciting. All right. Uh, Nathan, where can people read up on you? Uh, Game Informer, I am IGN... Uh, PC Powerplay website and magazine stuff coming up for that as well. And K-Zone. I think that's about, about it. K-Zone. Yeah, actually, I think the first lot of my games writing is um, hitting... No, it would have already hit. Wait, yeah. Would be in the issue that's coming out now, actually. The K-Zone? Oh. <laughs> K-Zone, yeah, check it out. Yeah. If you cool. If you got kids or you like reading K-Zone? If, if you're into kids. <laughs> if you're into kids. <laughs> fucking dangerous. <laughs> dangerous zone there, Nate. If you got kids, come on. Uh, that was the last time you wrote for K-Zone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Child predator hands away. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably explain that joke. Or <laughs> well, just let it hang. Oh, fucking done. Nate's got child predator hands. Um... <laughs> Just, just everyone, Google child predator hands, <laughs> <laughs> and look for the joke, and you will find it pretty quickly. <laughs> what if they don't? Well, that's how I found it to send the image to you guys. What you were googling child predator hands? No, oh. <laughs> I knew, I knew about the. Um, it came up in like Facebook feed a few years ago as okay. as why the world needs you know editors and copywriters and stuff like that, and I think it was a pretty compelling argument for it. You should put it in your K-Zone article. Fucking <laughs> no. <laughs> like hot, hot Christmas gift items. <laughs> Dear. Uh, all right. That's it. We're done. Um, next week, we're going to do uh, Dark Souls 3 spoiler cast, I guess. That was last week, wasn't it? didn't happen no we're still waiting we're, we're waiting for you late. to finish yeah. we're gonna have uh hold your breath some special guests as well yes special guests should be good um yeah be good should i be guess fun. we'll do that as well as our other one i'm not too sure we haven't talked about it uh yeah uh, maybe we'll i don't know we'll figure it out we'll do it like, separate but hmm. yeah 
It shouldn't be the entire podcast, I don't think. No, probably. Boring. Yeah. Boring. Anyway, um, so yeah, look out for that bonus podcast next week. And this podcast uh, can't go live until Saturday. So we're, we're sorry that you're waiting until Saturday to hear this. Yes. But me no, pointing this out. It changed. What? It changed. <laughs> changed to what now? Uh, 12.01 a.m. Friday. We talked about this. Oh, I thought you meant it was 12.01 a.m. Saturday. My bad. No, that's like it's midnight on Friday, but because that gets like Joe, because it gets confusing, I change it to 12.01 a.m. on ah. Friday to make it not confusing. That's right. I <laughs> was, I was, uh, assuming the worst of you. My bad. No, that's, <laughs> well, it's a good right. thing we talked about this, yeah. isn't it? Assuming the worst of me. Yeah, that's, that's probably a good thing to do when it comes to being pedantic about things. Time. Yeah, right. yeah. That's, that's on me. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> so that that'll be all redundant now for everyone to be like, "What? Well, well, what are these idiots talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> so Friday afternoon. All right. Anytime on Friday. Anytime. And if on they Friday. change it again. Fuck them. What if I put it up Thursday night? Oh. And then I not tell anybody. Will you get in trouble? Well, just time it so that the lawbreakers bit can only come up. You know, it's like put oh. it up at 10 p.m. or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Oh, unless people skip through it. No, don't do that. And I'm going to message Cliff and be like, hey, thanks for crop dusting us. Here's cro- I'm crop dusting you with early coverage. He'll love it. He'll be like, thanks. Did you go for a ride right in his Lamborghini? No. Why not? Did you? <laughs> Didn't know. Why wouldn't you go for a fucking ride in his Lamborghini? Why would I? <laughs> He's got a fucking Lamborghini. <laughs> he didn't offer me that. Yeah. You didn't ask. ask for it. Oh, well, fucking thanks for the heads up ahead of time. Hey, Cliffy, how about a ride in the Lambo? I'll right. hashtag him next time. Hey, Dude Huge. Did you call him? Did anyone call him Dude Huge? Oh, is that still a thing? I don't, I don't I think. Pretty sure he hates it. I know he retired Cliffy B. Yeah, well. No. Did anyone call him Cliffy B? No, I had to try really hard. Not to? Yeah. What did you call him? Clifford? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, Clifford. Hey, uh, Clifford. I how come you suck at games? What was his name in the game? Sucks at games, 29. Guest, guest 43 or something. Oh, maybe it was Cliff. Who knows? I just know he was on the other side because you could put in whatever name you wanted um, in the game. Did you put Cliffy B as your yeah, name? You me. Your entire team should have just been terrible fucking nicknames. Oh, no. That's bad. No, I was um, Nacho's Justice, of course, and I oh. took pleasure in people yelling out, fucking Nacho's. I'm like, you're goddamn right. Because I was annihilating them. Imagine if they'd been yelling out, fucking dude, huge. That was, uh, <laughs> that was, um, streamers as well, Joby. So, ah. I, you know, those young kids. Yeah. Took them for a ride. Because they don't know what Quake is or Doom. They're just like, yeah. do you well, even, unreal. bro? Yeah, pretty much. You're like, what is this? This isn't The Sims. Damn. <laughs> it really isn't. Yeah. I think that was like one of the, video titles that you'll probably see at the end of the week. This isn't The Sims. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out. Peace. Bye. <laughs> it's really abrupt. I love it. <laughs> All right, we're out. <laughs>